Salute. 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 Like excited about it. Yeah, we're um, happy, man. We're happy about this. <laughs> he's an artist. He's great at it. It's my pleasure to welcome Rob the Original to Boys on the Body Podcast. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. It's a pleasure for me to be here with you guys. I uh, definitely like to share my story because, I mean, we we are boys in the body, you know? Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, I Actually, I wanted to thank you and your wife for taking the time and actually uh, writing us back on the emails. I send a lot of emails. You get what I mean? On the days. So when she got back with me, I was like, oh, hell yeah, let's make this happen, you know? And then after a while, I thought I was kind of being a little bit annoying. But I was just trying to get it. You get what I yeah. mean? Like, I really wanted to kick it with you. Yeah. 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 So. Oh, well, shout out to you guys out there. Oh, man. hospitality. Like hospitality is yes. like A1, man. They were like, yo, you need stools? All right, we got you. They were chilling. They were like, yo, we got you water. We are like, hey. That's probably Gary, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Gary. Gary does a great job. Hey, you NB writers? Man, hold on. Yo, we actually had MC Magic in here do some. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. was dope. Yeah, that's dude. my boy. Yeah. So yeah. let me ask you a little bit about where it all started for you, man. When did when did you decide to get into the cutting game, or what? When did it start for you? Well, um, well, it all started really way back when I when I was very little. I started drawing, and drawing was always something that I enjoyed doing. Um, I was originally born, you know, in Los Angeles, and I lived. Uh, we moved a lot. My parents are immigrants from Mexico, and they they didn't really have a lot of, you could say, uh, they were, they didn't have a, a silver spoon, you know? We didn't have Correct. a silver spoon. So, so we moved a lot, you know? And um, I'm the fifth child out of nine. Oh, y'all so, big family, then. Yes, yeah, so we had, you know, the whole thing where we sleep in bunk beds, some on the floor, some on the couch. Whoever pee in the bed sleeps in the bottom bunk bed, you know? Were you lucky to get <laughs> 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 Tearing up the sheets and stuff, man. So, but drawing stuff. was always a thing, you know? I, I started as a little kid, you know, drawing on the walls in my room with cray- crayons. And obviously, you know, I get in trouble with my dad and my mom. And then, you know, then I started drawing on, on paper. And th- I'm talking about four years old, I was already doing characters, cartoon characters. So everybody in my family always, you know, knew that I was going to be some type of artist. Cutting hair started when I was 16. Um, you know, I was already in high school and I wanted to have a fresh fade. And this is back still in California. And um, my we didn't have allowance. So by the time, every time that my dad took our uh, took us to the barbershop to get a haircut, it was really like uh, we were throwing like bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, F that, man. I'm gonna, I want to stay clean. So um, I started fading myself, and I, I was a natural. You know, it was pretty good. Never saw it as, a, as something that I wanted as for a career or anything like that. I just, I thought it was like a hobby. It's like some people work on their cars. I don't mean they're a mechanic and work on other people's Correct, cars. Correct, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's something I did for years, you know. Um, we moved to Texas when I was 17, right well, so out of high school. Were, so you were over there for a while then. I finished high school there, yeah. I finished high school. I lived in Los Angeles. I lived in Tijuana, Mexico for a bit because my dad bought a house over there. Then we moved to the barrier. I lived in the barrier too, San Jose, and that's where I started learning English when I was ten, actually. Because when I was taken down to Tijuana, I was in first grade. Yeah. So I started learning how to read and write in Spanish, and once I when we got back, like my English was bad. So I started picking up when I was in fifth grade, 
and quickly, did you pick you know, up the bad words first or it was like always, <laughs> always. you know yeah, I, every, every even when i lived in first. tj we knew the bad words you know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was it was easy you know because my older sisters they had already you know been gone through school and elementary and all that so they always spoke english so we knew words you know yeah. plus in tijuana they show all the american channels so we always watch like the simpsons and Actually, Bob Ross was one of my favorite shows. I don't know man, if you guys know Bob Ross. Is. Shout out to Bob Ross. Yeah, man. Happy trees. Happy you know, trees. Dark right. clouds and stuff. So he used to trip me out, man, because he painted like a little spot. We didn't, and then yeah. like 20 minutes later, the shit like, like a beautiful portrait. I was like, yeah, what are you Skyland doing? and stuff. Yeah, that's what's up. I, I'm kind of sad because so, I don't know what, what, what. Bob Ross is the guy with the afro. Big old afro. He will paint. It came out in PBS Kids. Okay, now I know what you're doing. Bro, bro, at one point we used to, you know, we used to blaze it, and then we watched Bob Ross be like, "How did he do this shit?" <laughs> bro, like, Bob Ross forward, gets bro. so much love. Bro, I have a shirt that has Bob Ross on it that I bought at Target, and yeah. every time I wear it, like so many comments on my page. I saw you uh, post a picture of that actually. I saw you rocking the oh, shirt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like rocking a big little mini video. I haven't worn it in a while. Time. I've had had it hung in my closet. But anyways, long story short, you know, we moved to Texas. When I, when I moved to Texas, I started working in restaurants. I was working in, like, low-paying jobs, you know. But although I was working in those jobs, I've always tried to be the best that I can be. So when I, when I came into the restaurant business, I had no clue what I was doing. So they had me as a prep boy. And they had me uh, do, like, a list of preps. So sliced onions, diced tomatoes, wrapped potatoes with foil, that type of stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? So they give me this list, right? So I'm new at this. So I started doing this prep list. And I'm on it, right? So I knock out this prep list within two hours. I didn't know that all the other employees were knocking that prep list within like eight or nine hours, like a whole day shift. Well, they were type taking their time. They were milking it. Yeah, yeah. So I was new. I wanted just I wanted to impress the dude, like you know what I mean, so they could like kind of bump me up yeah. to get a better position because they they start me at the bottom. So next thing you know, I have beef with people because they're like, dude, like, why are you finishing this list? You're making us look bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's just I'm a natural. Like I like to, you know, be the best at what I do. So, you know, I worked there for a while. Um, I kind of like, while I was working there, I kind of got a bad influence. You know, what well, I don't want to say bad influence. I got influenced by, you know, by people that were doing drugs. So I started doing drugs myself, you know. Not a lot of people know this, but I started doing like hardcore drugs. Uh, it started just small, you know what I mean? Like, like hey, here on one day, two, two days of the week. And then it just started getting worse and worse. Damn, that's mean? crazy. But yeah. I would work double shifts. So... I would, it kind of like became the... The thing to keep you going? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I always worked. I was never no bum like that. I was never no bum like that. (laughs) When you said, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Like, (laughs) yeah, I got fell into drugs. You're just in a room, a dark room, and it's just like you're on drugs. But now you were working, so... It was common though, bro. Like, everybody in the business did it. Like, everybody who was working in the kitchen did it. You know what I'm saying? And and everybody was young. So it's sad to, to see that, but it's it's how it is. You know what I mean? Like, the manager that was actually the one giving it to us, and next thing you know, he's selling it to us, and next thing you know, we're all hooked. You know what I mean? Damn. I was 17, then I turned 18. Okay, after a couple of years, you know, I realized, well, it wasn't actually, actually, it wasn't even two years. It was a little less than two years. I realized that that's not what I wanted for my life, you know, and my parents migrated to the U.S. to give us a better life, not to yeah. Yeah, yeah. They didn't even, like, ever showed us anything like that. My, yeah. my parents were super strict. They might have not, you know, had a lot of money, but they definitely kept us away from drugs. Did they ever find out you were on it? No, no. Actually, yeah, they would have probably whooped me. But, um, no, um, actually, um, I was pretty good about, like, keep hiding keep it, it and keeping it down, though? Yeah, keep it down. Do we need anything though. right now, though? Just <laughs> get a big old sense around it for a while? Nah, like, man, my, I lost my dad when I was, uh, 
uh, 19, so oh, my dad's not around no more. Yeah, you know, it all happens. It happens to everybody. My dad actually um, was a, a big role model for me. He was a hardworking man. He uh, he was one of those mans that do everything. You know, he fixed his own cars, did his own plumbing, did his electricity work. He built the house that we had in TJ, Mexico. So I learned a lot from him. You know, we're like his little helpers growing up. Like, so we know how to do like mix concrete, do concrete. Oh, so y'all know everything. Y'all exactly. Know a bit yeah. Of everything. Yeah. So now in my house, you know what I mean? I do shit myself. You know what I mean? Like I repair things around the house. So, anyways, um, you know, when I was uh, eighteen, here comes my first son. So that kind of like also helped me like kind of like get stay away from drugs and change my life. You know, everything within one year. My brother, my oldest brother, he um, he passed away in a car accident. He was actually a Navy soldier, and he was visiting us whenever he had Damn. an accident. So he passed away, and um, seven months later, my dad passed away because my dad had a drink, bad drinking habit, but he was like really, really bad. And he was good, but when he touched like any type, he could open this beer. That was it. He would drink till for two weeks yeah. straight. Yeah. You know what I mean? He he was like really bad with that. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so my dad my brother passed away seven months later my dad passed away and then a month later my son was born so all of this was happening happening at once so it's like like they say it's like so many tragedies but at the same time blessings you know what I mean yeah. so it was like it was a lot happening and how old were me. you at this time I was 18 between 18 and 19 shit and I was also doing drugs all this at the same time so it's it a was, shitload of emotions no, while being drugged up yeah, yeah. Like, bro yeah. it was bad it was bad so you know I had some rough years but um, you know, I, I think that a lot of those those years also helped me to build my my character. You know what I mean? And, and realize, like, okay, this is not good for me, and this is not the life that I want to live. You know what I mean? Correct. So I saw it. I got a taste of it, and it was just it was horrible. Bro, I seen so much bad shit. It was like I seen people get their kids taken away from them. I seen people lose their 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 house. You know what I'm saying? Just because they like fall into drugs. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a brother actually. Uh, older brother of mine that he was a, a straight arrow and then when my brother and my dad passed away he grieved you know differently than what I did it actually helped me to get my life straightened out you know what I mean but in his case he he went from straight arrow to becoming an alcoholic you know what I mean yeah. so now he's and like it's he crazy. a lot of issues that's crazy how life works man because for some like you just said for some people it works as a blessing and for some other people it just works you know in a other way exactly and, uh, and people handle tragedy right. different ways, you know, where you snapped out of yourself, especially with having a little one, because I know what that's like. Yeah. It's, it's, like a, it's like a sobering moment where you're like, okay, I need to get my shit together now, exactly. or I keep fucking up for my kids, you know. Right. So. Exactly. So, yeah, that, that's kind of like, within this whole time, I've always drawn, you know what I mean, as a hobby. Uh, for those years, I kind of stopped drawing because I was working a lot, uh, but then whenever I was... 20 years old no actually I was still 19 about to turn 20 years old um, I got once I got my stuff you know like all my shit together the they promoted me as a manager in the restaurant you know so I was doing good as a manager you know I was I was a beast first manager still at 19 and I was running a big restaurant I mean there was almost 50 employees that I was you know their boss yeah 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 you get rid of the haters than me. <laughs> <laughs> like the follow people hate on me show, show up I, had, I had them scrubbing <laughs> floors and, <laughs> and show up the first day <laughs> press clean all of y'all line up you yo fire. ass gun yo ass now you cool though it's so <laughs> funny because once you become the boss people start kissing ass oh, of course yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just like go ahead 
Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, man, like I will let them like drink beers in the parking lot after work, and they were like, they were hella cool. Like I'll have them do things they wouldn't even like question it, cause they they knew I was cool with them. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it was like a mutual thing. Like they did what they had to do because I would let them chill outside the parking lot and have beers and stuff like that. So you know, it worked out, and that was my first leader job that you know that I actually started you know like being a boss. You know what I'm saying? Learning what it was to be a leader. So. It helped me out later on because when I opened my business, you know, I've dealt with a lot of employees and it's, it could be a headache, but you know, only so certain people can handle it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I've realized that over the years. Anyways, so um, me knowing how to cut my hair all these years while all this is happening, I ended up quitting from that job because I was having some, some personal issues with, I had a brother that worked, the one that, that became an alcoholic. And he got fired. I actually had to fire him because the boss had me fire him. It and sucks working with family, right? Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. I had to fire him. What was that like? I had man? To, it, it sucked. It sucked because it's my brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, I, I still, you know, I, I did what I had to do because it was my job. And I tried to talk to my brother, let him know, hey, you know, it ain't, it ain't personal, whatever it was. But um, it still bothered me a lot. You know yeah. what I mean? Us being Hispanic, bro, like it, we're really close. Yeah. And like, nah, you don't fuck with my brother, man, because you fuck with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. That type of thing. So. At the time, I was trying to keep my job. I barely had started, you know, changing my life around. I was doing good. But um, when I went back to work, you know, the owner there was, he was a good dude, but he was upset, you know what I mean, because my, about my brother. Yeah. So he was talking shit about my brother in front of me. So, yeah, that was, of course, going to start so, bothering you. So then I was like, all right, this is it, man. I'm not, I'm not going to be working here anymore. So I turned in the keys. I finished my job. I didn't walk out on him or anything like that. I finished my job for the day. It was a weekend busy busy day and um, I turned in my keys and I was like alright you know I'm sorry but I gotta this ain't for me no more you know so anyways I'm bummed out I don't have a job I have a cousin that tells me hey you can work with me in a warehouse they're doing a uh, meat distribution and stuff like that they have benefits so I was like alright cool you know a job with benefits shit I'm down so you know I, I go in and uh, I start working at this warehouse and there's this one dude named Batasad um, and this dude Batasad he, he had a brother that was the main manager you know what I mean? Not in my shift, but in the other shift. Mm-hmm. But he was the main manager of the whole of the whole uh, meat distribution company. So, anyways, um, that dude about the was a bully. He would bully people. You know what I mean? He would talk shit to people, and he would just he was just an asshole. You know what I mean? So he tried to do that with me, but me, I was still I still had the mentality like, nah, you ain't gonna <laughs> fuck with me. You know? Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. come from Cali, like we raised that way. You know yeah, what I mean? You yeah. don't ever let nobody fuck with you. You know what I mean? Because then once they like. They uh, basically, you know, if they see that you're soft, they're gonna fuck oh, with yeah, you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then get away with it. Exactly. So you never let nobody fuck with you. It's that first impression that's gonna decide what's gonna happen in the long run. Like, you either let them punk you or you don't. You it's exactly. It's a, you know, it's like you whip your dick out, you know what I mean? I'm saying, it's like someone whips it out, and then you're like, what you got? You gotta put yours out, and you're like, bam! Nah, player, not today. Nah, nah, you ain't gonna fuck with me. <laughs> so that's exactly what happened, you know, and, and um, I was bumping, bumping heads with this dude. So, you know, I ended up. I, he ended up uh, getting knocked the fuck out by me. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I called him out. We went outside and knocked him out. The dude was old. He was in his 30s. I was only 19. Yeah. And, oh, um, why? Why? And then, and then I'm out here. I'm out here in the floor. And the, this was laid out on the floor. Everybody walks out. They He gets up. He don't know where the hell he's at. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's yeah. crying and shit. Damn. And I have warrants at the time. Ticket warrants. So I was like, damn. Like, man, I don't want to go to jail. So I tell the manager that Victor that was working there at the time, he uh, I tell him Vic, I tell Victor I was like man I gotta bounce man because I know this dude's gonna call the cops. And he's like nah nobody's gonna call the cops. 
you know, just chill out. Anyways, I'm chilling there, and next thing you know, you see the rollers ro roll in, you know what I mean? So I'm like, shit. So anyways, I took off, I booked it, you know, I threw the back of the building, I hopped fucking fences and shit. And I, and I, the reason why I did this because I had a lot of warrants. You know yeah. what I mean? It wasn't just like one warrant. Yeah. I had a lot of ticket warrants. Yeah. And not only ticket warrants, I had some, some you know, misdemeanors. Please tell us you've cleared, yeah, you yeah. Cl cleared it up right now, the warrants. We're going to edit that out too. Man, warrants. Nah, nah, of course, of course. Uh, everything, everything's good. I'm good now. I'm He's good. paid for completely. Yes. 1,000%. Yes. yes. And all this will come with the story. I'm, I'm good. I'm done. I'm so happy that I can get pulled over and I know that I'm not going to get pulled over. Back then, for years, I was paranoid. Every time I get pulled over, I was like, shit, stash it, stash it. Wait a minute. You know what I've always wondered? Like, if cops have, like, when they pull up their stuff, like, if, so, for example, if you had a lot of warrants, let's just say you had a, a bunch, right? Does it pop up on the computer, like, paid, 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 like, paid? That'd be nice, right? No, it's just warrant, 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 warrant. It'd be nice if it was, like, paid for, paid for, right? responsible, you know? Like, okay, this guy's excellent. Yeah. I mean, it, it all comes with us being young and not not caring at the time. Like, oh, I'm not going to pay that ticket, you know? And like, just being knucklehead yeah. about it. And next thing you know, like, like you owe all these, you know, all these tickets and turn into warrants. And if you get caught with, like, whatever weed and then it turns into like a misdemeanor and then a MTR if you don't follow with probation so that's exactly what happened to me I wouldn't follow with probation and all that so anyways um, I'm glad that I never got no felony so that's good <laughs> yeah true. I was pretty close many times you know yeah. but I think you know some, I had some angels watching me because I probably wouldn't be here <laughs> cheers <laughs> to that bro. yeah cheers, cheers to that. that yeah but everything's meant to be though you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. Because later on, you know, it came opportunities where they had to run my background and, and make sure that I was... I you were clear. Especially when I was on... And like, I made appearances on TV shows and stuff like that, you know? They do that? Yes. Like, when I was on the Queen Latifah show, they did a background check. Yeah. I was supposed to come out on this show called The Doctors. Yo, yeah. I saw the. Uh, I saw you put a picture of that, actually. I think you did, like, the salt. Yeah, picture, I did the salt. Right? Yeah. They had the doctors and stuff. Yeah. Like so like they you know it's just you never know. You know I'm not saying? gonna lie when y'all said the show the doctors I'm not gonna lie YouTube one time, you know you always go on the internet you have a symptom and then you're like <laughs> oh bro <laughs> WebMD WebMD always pops up but WebMD just told you oh, not WebMD uh. Is it right? It always tells you you're gonna die. If yo, you have a headache. I'll be like, yo, why my head hurt? And then after you're done reading, you're like, nigga, I got cancer. So <laughs> let me call you back. So I, saw, I started going at one time. I remember I was freaked out about something. I went there to YouTube yeah, and nah, the doctors. The they made me feel so better about it. I was oh, like, okay. good. Was bro, those shows are good. They like yeah. show so much stuff on there that you'll be like, what? It's a trip. Yeah, <laughs> rare diseases. And like they, stuff. They're like, you know, like a bag of pretzels. They like. They they pretty much made a comp comparison of how many loaves of bread it would be. They break it down to it a was science, like stacks like. of bread, bro, for one bag of of uh, yeah, basically with science, mm -hmm. one bag of pretzels. So I was like, shit, I'm never eating pretzels again. You know? <laughs> that's like how much bread you're eating is all compressed up. You know what I mean? Damn, that's crazy. crazy. But yeah, so going back, I lose this job, right? So I'm bummed out. I'm like, shit, you know, like I don't have this job anymore. I lost this job. Two weeks in, I lost it. So I'm there like. Shit, I've never been without a job. I've always had a job. So I uh, I go home, and I need a haircut, and my clippers aren't working. So I'm like, shit, where do I get a haircut? I, don't, I never go to a place to get a haircut. So my neighbor's like, yo, check out this shop down the street. They're, they're pretty dope. Um, it's called Capulco's Barbershop, you know? So I'm like, all right, I'll go check it out. So I show up. It was already in the evening. I happened to be the last person walking in, you know, and the dude almost didn't take me. He kind of looked at me, I guess, kind of felt bad because I really needed a haircut. So he was like, all right, I'll go ahead and get you. 
So I sit down, and while I'm waiting, I'm watching him do his haircut before me, you know? And he's doing a super clean edge up, tight fade. And at the time, I hadn't really seen edge ups here in, in, uh, in Texas. I seen them in Cali because I used to rock them, and I, I would do them myself on myself. But um, I never uh, actually saw somebody, you know, gain a haircut like that. This is in 2006. So it was barely hitting tapers and edge-ups in the Hispanic community. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm sure, like, probably in Houston they yeah, hit them the, already, but yeah. not in. Yeah. This is 2006. So this is when it was starting or whatever. So I'm watching this dude do that. He's wearing tight-ass jeans with um, ostrich boots, ostrich belt. No kidding, bro. Like, tucked in, gold rings and everything. Mexican as hell, bro. Like, cartel looking dude you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, bro. so he's up, that was open yeah up and he's like cutting and... fresh so I'm like dude like this motherfucker could cut you yeah. know so I'm tripping out on that and uh, so when I'm, I'm getting my haircut by him the dude don't know English he only speaks Spanish so I'm there you know chopping it up and since Spanish is my first language you know we start chopping it up and um, he starts telling me about how uh, how dope the, the barbershop industry is and that it's a whole family of them they have a chain of barbershops called Capulcos and they like, have them in Houston too. If they're the same ones, uh, yeah, they're they're the same ones. they oh. started in Houston and they moved over here. So that, that's exactly what I was. I was gonna get to that. Part. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna talk about Houston. That dude told me, "Hey, you know what?" He's like, "Cause I told him I know how to cut hair." So he was like, "I'm actually gonna be moving to Houston to start a business over there, another shop." He's like, I, "But I'm gonna be here for two months. Is there any way that you could come in and help me out for like two months?" And I was like, what? Like, don't I need, like, a license or something? Yeah, that's true. And he was yeah. like, nah, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you come in and, and chop it up in here, you know, and cut hair. They make it happen, good. bro. Yeah. yeah. They, they so then I was like, all right. I was like, that sounds pretty cool. Shit, i never done no barbershop work, but, you know, I'll try it out. So I went in there for a haircut, walked out with a job. You know what I mean? Two days later, I show up with clippers. I went to Walmart, and I bought all these clippers, like, house clippers, bro. They weren't okay. even professional. I had no, no idea... Anything that had to do with barbershop. I had no idea about it. So anyways, uh, but I'm there. I show up. The dude, like, looks at me, and he laughs. He's like, man, you got... He's like, you're not going to cut with those clippers, bro. He's like... He, he actually closed the shop, and he took me to Sally's, and he bought me a whole kit. Wow. Like, cake, net duster, all that stuff, neck strips, scissors... I mean, shears, um, clippers, trimmers, all that stuff. So, you know, I come back with a kit, and he tells me, all right, well... I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna charge you fifty percent of whatever you make, and you, if you make the money today, then you pay me off whatever I spent. He spent like two hundred bucks. Sure enough, that first day I paid off my tools that Damn. he bought me. Yeah. So next thing you know, like I'm I'm already cutting in there, you know, but I was nervous as hell. Like I didn't even know how to do the straight razor. I only knew how to do the 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 Mach three. You know what I mean? The, yeah. The, I was only using those because I would do it on myself. But I didn't I didn't know how to use trimmers and nothing like that. But me being an artist, it was easy for me to pick up, you know? So I was kind of, like, scoping around, like, how they would do it because they didn't show us how to cut hair. They were, like, pretend like you know what you're doing. So I'm there, like, looking around, like, shit, what do I do, you know? So I'm paying attention, like, how they do the scissor cuts and, and all that because I, I was only doing ball fades, so at the time I was losing out money. There was a lot of old school still coming in. Not a lot of young people were still getting haircuts at barbershops yet at the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was barely starting that trend. So a lot of old schools will come in. So I was like, shit, like I can't cut these guys, man. I'm gonna mess them up, you know. I so, could I could relate to that, man, because um, I cut too. So the same type of situation happened to me. But I, I started, like I said, they they make it happen, and they want you to be there. So I started doing this, 
And the ones that I was always getting nervous, like super nervous, was when it was an old school. Because I, I wasn't familiar with the scissors that good. My mom taught me how to cut, right? Yeah. So I wasn't familiar with the scissors. So I would trip out, man. I would get, like, yeah. all nervous. Yes, like, bro. I seen that happen, bro. They would have the, the homies that were that owned that shop. They would bring people from Mexico and have them cut hair. And they didn't know the language. They don't know how to cut hair. So I would see them just nervous, bro, like sweating. And just they're, like, trying to cut. And they don't even know how to, like, communicate. It was, it was horrible, bro. But, I mean, they learn, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah. like they throw you in the ocean without knowing how to swim. You got to learn how to swim because yeah, yeah. now you're going to drown, you know? Yeah. So that's exactly what happened. Like, I picked up quick. So next thing you know, you know, I'm learning how to do taper fades and, and sheer um, haircuts and all that. And the second month that I'm in the shop, uh, this kid comes in. And it was late. I remember it was already late because it was already dark. And this kid walks in. And he was, he was like, half black, half Mexican. You know what I mean? He walks in and he's like... Do you guys do designs here? He comes in, this kid comes in, and he was like, do you guys do designs here? And I'm like, what the hell is a design, you know? Yeah. So he's like, it's just like a like a little part, like a little swirl coming up from the top of the head. So I did a swirl because I was like, okay, I'll go ahead and do it. So I ended up doing a swirl on the top of the head, but I did an actual swirl. But it was so perfect that it looked dope. But what he, now, to think about it, what he really wanted was kind of like a, a DJ screw. The DJ screw? Yeah, 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 the part. That's what he wanted. But mm. I ended up doing a swirl. But that swirl... It looks so fresh that it brought me more business. Another kid came in and said, hey, I saw a kid do designs over here. And in the south side of San Antonio, that's where I was working at, yeah. there was nothing but, like, mostly Mexicans there. You know what I mean? So the east side is more where it's African-American. So yeah. all the Mexicans that wanted a fresh haircut, they would go to the east side to get a haircut. So there yeah. was nobody cutting Because there like was that. nobody doing them type yeah. of cuts. Exactly. Side, yeah. Nobody was doing that in the south side. So whenever I started doing these haircuts, like it quickly became business for me. Next thing you know, I'm like, I have lines out the door, bro. Like I became the hood barber. I'm just doing whatever they brought to me. I never told them no, they could bring a logo and they're like, can you do that in my head? Since I know how to draw and have an art, artistic background, I will knock it out. I always do it and I never said no to anything. Back then we didn't have the phones that we have now. So it was like flip phones and they had yeah. the, like cheap looking cameras. You know what I mean? So they would bring me like a t-shirt and be like, can you do that? Or, like, I would sketch it out, like, drawings and stuff like that. When did you do your first face portrait? Face portrait. So, after I, after I was working at that shop, I started cutting out of my house, like, in the back little cuartito for a little bit. And then there was this guy that, that he owned a clothing store in the, in the mall. And he actually was like, hey, would you, uh, would you like to come and work for me at the mall? I'll, I'll open a barbershop in my store for you, in a clothing store. So, I was like, shit, I'm down. If you pay me whatever I'm making here out of my house... I'm down. So sure enough, he opened the shop. And I remember I had a, a weekend that I had gotten arrested. Like, I got out of jail or whatever. As soon as I got out of jail, I was in the in jail for, like, a whole weekend. It was for it was, the warrants. <laughs> for the warrants, yeah. It was for warrants. You had to pay him out. That's another story, but we're going to have to talk about that. In, yeah. You know what? I'm actually writing a book of my life, so you'll be able to get to read that on the book. That's, okay. <laughs> That's dope, man. You really are? Yeah, I really am. That's yeah. dope, man. That's and there's dope. a lot of stories, bro. Like, so many stories, bro. You'll probably trip out. But well, it, I think, we'll I think it relates to, to a lot of people. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah, of course. We'll so, you know, once I got to jail that weekend, I remember that that one of the employees went to go get a haircut at my house and he was like, dude, we've been looking for you everywhere. Like, where you been? We've been calling you all weekend. I'm like, dude, I was in jail. And they're like, man, we have the shop open already. We, we thought you were going to be available. So they were mad as hell, I remember, because I, I couldn't attend the day that they wanted me to because yeah, yeah. it was that weekend. Yeah. Anyways, I started working at the mall and once I'm there at the mall, I'm, you know, doing designs and all that and that, I was already popular in the neighborhood for doing designs and I remember that a lot of kids in the neighborhood started picking up on the same designs I was doing. 
So I would see designs out on the street that looked just like mine. And I was like, yo, where'd you get that design? They're like, oh, my homie did it at, at the house. So a lot, a lot of people started doing them at this house. So this is when barbering started becoming popular, you know? Yeah. Like it yeah. started becoming a trend. So now people were doing it out of their house, like starting to cut. That became, that became big, starting beca- out of yeah, the house. Yeah, starting out of the house. It became like really popular. So then, you keep the money compared to at a shop, they exactly. would take the percentage or whatever. So exactly, yeah. yeah. So people started coming out of the house. So then I remember that um, I was like, man, I want to do something that that sets me apart from that. So that's when I tried to uh, portrait on, on a haircut. I actually have it on YouTube, so you guys could check it out. Cool. Nice. Yeah, it's called uh, Pin My Haircut. Uh, Pin My Haircut number seven, because we had like I think a total of like nine videos. They were called Pin My Haircut, like Pin My Ride. Yeah. And, and it's just some some videos that me and my homie started at the shop, knocking off. You know what I mean? Because. We would be chilling at the shop, and he just busted his camera out and he started recording. I never thought they were gonna become popular, but those videos have over a hundred thousand views, so they're they're pretty good. That's what's up. Man. Not a lot of people know about those videos nowadays, but they're the hitting chronicles. Man, if you watch them, you're gonna trip out because back then I used to shave my head with straight razor. I used to um I used to wear loops. Bro, I had like a, a little beard right here. We saw the picture of you uh, and you put up. I, I saw one. It was 2008 and then 2015. Yeah, so you had like the head shaved yeah. up. You had like the jersey on. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? I wear three X and stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be dressing the like that. Clothes that yeah. shrink, you know. Yeah, yeah. I still love the style, man. I I love the the G'd up style. You know the Cali. I, I love low riders, bro. Uh, my girl probably like she, she's like I hate low riders. Like, no, <laughs> I mean, why? I don't look at them, but I mean I wouldn't be caught driving them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm like, a I'm a low rider type of dude. But he wants to ride it, ride it, and you you next to him. That's I, would, I love him, so I do it. Okay, cool. do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so, you know, um, I was yeah, it looked completely different. But I started doing these portraits, and that became a trend. You know, obviously it started becoming more popular. And now, and what is it? Eleven years later, ten years later. Now, uh, doing portraits on hair—it's a category in barbering. You know what I mean? Like when you go to shows, they have a portrait category, like barber battles and stuff. And I'm talking about worldwide. So now there's barbers all around the world doing portraits. So I'm not saying that I'm the first one that did it, but when I did it, I wasn't looking at nobody or saying, "Hey, I'm gonna do what this guy's doing." I just came out of my yeah, 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 hey yeah. I want to try a portrait because I was a portrait artist drawing yeah. you know what I'm saying so that's why I'm original because I'm, I didn't copy nobody you know what I mean I was yeah like, you did it yourself you thought yeah I didn't yourself. invent designs I didn't invent his designs were you know obviously they've been around since 80s or whatever it is uh, but I would never had a role model you know what I'm saying I never had like somebody doing designs in the shop and say hey I want to try designs because this guy doing them you know yeah I had a kid come in the shop and just say hey can you do a design I didn't even, I didn't had no clue what a design was but whenever he told me that he wanted to draw in his head I remember this this one kid that was in um, in football when I was in Cali he would sit in front of me he would always get his football number in the back of his neck like on a taper you know so I that's what I was trying to go off of you know doing designs so anyways. Uh, I started doing designs. I started getting into social media. Then for a while, I kind of just, I left that, that mall shop and I started working at other shops and I kind of just stayed away from posting on, on YouTube. And I kind of just, I wasn't doing as many portraits no more. I was still doing designs, but I had a homie that he was a client of mine and he, uh, he, he signed up for a program called DARS. And here in San Antonio, that program called DARS, it helps people that don't have um, that they have some type of disability and don't have money 
to go to school, they pay your school. So he signed up for it, right? Because he had AD, ADD or ADHD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I was like, man, like I had heard of the pro- program and I had tried to sign up for it because I wanted to be legit. I was tired of cutting hair without yeah, a license, course. you know? And um, But obviously I didn't have the money to do it. And back then it was only 6000 but 6000 for me was a lot, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was like, shit, I got to afford that, especially back then, you know? And now it went up. Now it's crazy. Yeah, and I was like 20000 you know? Especially because it became so popular. Oh, yeah, but, um, yeah, so at the time, my homie signs up, and I'm like, dude, how the hell do you sign up? So he literally get, picks up the phone right before he gets his haircut, and he calls and pretends to be me and signs me, signs me up for an appointment. So I'm like, all right, cool, like, dope. But he signed me up for an appointment. So I show up. And they do the whole testing and everything. And I'm not, like, acting dumb and like that. I go in there and I'm officially, like, I'm getting tested, like, the way they're supposed to do it. So it turns out that I have all these disabilities and shit. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I didn't even know it. kind of fucking way to find out, right? You're like, well, I mean, for real? Like, like, for real? They're like, okay, so you suffer of depression and you suffer anxiety yeah. and you have ADD. And I'm like, for real? Like, oh, damn. Fuck so they're like, <laughs> I'll have like, it. Approved. <laughs> like, you're approved for school. You know, I'm like, yeah. oh, hell yeah. So I'm like, all right, you can, you can pick a school out, like, whatever school you want to go to. We're going to, like, we're going to do these therapies for you, and you're going to do a follow-up, and then you go to school, and we pay for it. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, like, dope, you know? <laughs> so me and my homie started going to school together, and there's this school that's opening up in town. At the time, we only had one barber college in San Antonio, which was called uh, Williams Barber College, which I, ha- I had signed up for previously, but I, I was only there for like two months, so that's why I didn't really talk about it before. But anyways, um, I, I signed up to this new school in 2010, and I started going to the school, and I'm the first class. Like, we're the first class. That school, brand new school, is called Glorious Barber College. And um, we started going to school, and, and I was I'm, I was already cutting in the shops for a long time. So I had already a clientele base, you know? So I made a deal with the teacher. I was like, hey, I'll teach these kids how to cut hair, and if you let me, you know, charge the way I charge. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in school, they only charge, like, five bucks for yeah, a cut. You know it's, it's, it's a, yeah, yeah. They, have, they work you, like, like bad, bro. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's bad. Yeah, it's bad, bro. They have you cutting for free, basically, all day. Damn. For nice. free, bro. And they take advantage. <laughs> if they know that you know how to cut, oh, go over there and cut hair because you know how to cut. Yeah. And then the ones that don't know how to cut, they have them supposedly watching, but them motherfuckers ain't doing <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> they ain't doing nothing, dog. They just had, bro, hot sauce is a perfect example. I went to, when I went to Williamsboro College yeah. back in the day for a little bit, for two months, that's how I met hot sauce, the guy that's doing, that does the braids here. And hot sauce, man, he was only like 17 or 18 years old. He was a little kid. He would drive from Laredo. He, they had him cutting hair all day, and he was the type of kid that he wouldn't say no. So all the barbers that were going to school, or the students, they would all get haircuts by him. They had them like they were working them. So, anyways, I, I'm I'm in school, right? And I'm uh, I'm teaching these kids how to do um, haircuts or whatever. And, and she's letting me just charge my regular price. And I pay. I still paid the school what they were charging, but whatever I charged extra was for me to keep. Yeah, yeah. I had I had a kid. You know what I mean? At the time, I was in a different relationship. Um, I had to. I still had was the the person. You start providing. to provide. Yeah. I still was providing exactly. So. I will get up in the morning at 7 in the morning. I'll be in school at 8 in the morning. Um, I'll get out of school around 5 p.m. I have to be at work at 6, and I will get out of work at midnight or 1. So for almost a year, I rarely saw my family. You know what I mean? I would just go to school and work, go to school and work. And it was tough, man. I had issues with cars. Sometimes my cars would break down. You know, and the, the school was strict. Like, 
if if I miss school, she will come call my counselor from Dars from the program Dars. Okay, okay. You she, have she to deal had, with the counselor. She basically had me by the balls. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, I couldn't yeah. do nothing. I couldn't mess up. I had to go, but it helped me out because I finished faster. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Yeah. A lot of a lot of dudes that that I still know to this day still never went back to finish their hours. They like did like half of the hours, which was fifteen hundred hours they were supposed to do, and they still like you know they they're still not done. I have people that still come get haircuts and they're like, "What happened? Oh, you never went to school." Anyways, my homie that uh, that signed me up, he was one of those that we would go once in a while. So his name is Bimby, by the way, a good friend of mine. Um, shout out to that boy. Yeah, shout, shout out to Bimby, especially because he passed away last year. So shout out to Bimby, oh, yeah, wherever he's at. Yeah, amen. Okay, so. The beers came in handy, right? Yeah, yeah they, they do, know. right? You got to be toasting everybody, man. No so doubt. at the time, you know, I, st- I started hearing about barber battles. So I'm new to the barber battles. Usually it was mostly by the African-American community that we're doing barber battles. Yeah. I, I, I tell the teacher, hey, I could go sign up for a student battle and a competition or whatever, and I could represent the school. So why don't you guys come and support, you know what I mean? And the teacher will laugh and be like, man, that's like petty shit, like, you're wasting your time. What are you doing over there? So she basically didn't believe in battles or anything like that. She was probably old school, right? She yeah. was old school, yeah. yeah. She was just basically like, what the hell is that? You yeah, know? yeah. So I would tell the students, and the, I mean, nobody really like, <laughs> nobody cared for that. Because it was so new that yeah. it was like, what the hell is a battle, a barber battle, you know? So me, I'm signing up to them, and I'm winning, you know what I mean? So I'm like getting pumped up. I'm like, hell yeah, like I'm winning. So I believed in what I was doing in my craft. So I'm like, uh, I'm telling people, man, whenever I get out of school and I graduate, I'm going to start making flyers and I'm going to put myself on posters because I will see a lot of local rappers here, especially in Texas. There's so many people that want to be rappers. Yeah. I like Dude. look in the hood. Yeah. And, and everybody start promoting them and putting themselves on posters. And people, like, they will see them differently because they will see them on a poster, on a wall. So they're like, man, like they start seeing you like a celebrity type. You know what it's I mean? It's crazy, right? It's Even crazy. though they're not famous, yeah, it's yeah. just a just poster. It's, it's an image. The trunk and they got the so that was the beginning. The That's when I started learning about image. And I was yeah. like, shoot, like yeah. I want to create my own image. You know what I mean? So I will wear gloves because in Cali, I will wear gloves, like black gloves. It was a style. You know what I mean? You wear dickies with nice gloves, a white tee, fresh. You know what I mean? It was just, it was a, a style. So I started wearing black gloves in the, in the shop. And in the school, and I remember the students are like, "Why are you wearing gloves?" And I was like, "It's just for like the looks, you know what I mean?" But then, and it's crazy because glove wearing gloves it became a trend for barbers. Yeah. I'm not saying that I started it, but the only yeah. people that I see me like wearing gloves besides me and it was Jesse Lima and, and uh, another barber that is from Miami. And I remember I whenever Facebook came about and I signed up, me and him started chopping it up on Facebook. I would sound like, "Yo, why are you wearing black gloves?" And he was like, "Oh, it's because." I like them. I like how they look. And I was like, shoot, me too. Like, you know? But you know what sucks when hairs get in your skin? And, yeah, and, your, then, and then it started. It actually yeah, does. It actually help. started working. But yeah. I remember at the time, and I have, like, a lot of people that went to school with me that actually, that remember this. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm not just coming up, up with stories it. Hey, and hey, shit. Hey, bullshit nobody. I have, a, I have witnesses, basically. Can <laughs> 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 I get a witness? Right. I got some proof, man. But anyways, when it started becoming a trend, you know, I, I stopped wearing all that. But I actually was wearing it more of a cholo look, you know what I mean? At the time, yeah. Because I still like that style, like dressing like that. But not anymore. But anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, hold up. All right, right. Hold up. Don't even think. Don't get me wrong that. though. It still looks fresh. We wear like a hat like this with a black tee. You already look like a cholo. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just it's fresh. My, my son said, "I think he's an undercover cholo." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
and a black black hoodie. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. dope, bro. Like he probably does have it well hidden in him. He got it low somewhere. Just hide it somewhere. Just throws it. Oh, he probably has somewhere like he has like a a little case. Like he opens it and it's like. He got the plaid shirt. He just buttons that one top. Oh yeah, the jean nights. Yeah, fresh. That was actually back. That was actually '70s cholos. The ones that used to button at the top. Yeah, hey, back, I used to yeah. see that one with the old school with the Stacy. But and stuff. but it's because a lot of, a lot of cholos that are not based in Cali, mm-hmm. they were just basically they were copying movies. They were so dressing like movies. Yeah, yeah. So they were wearing like '70s, like they would dress up like throwback cholos. Like if you see a real cholo like in uh, in the Cali. Like it, it looks different. I don't know if you ever seen that. It looks no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look fresh. Like it doesn't look like crappy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But a wannabe looks. It looks like a wannabe. <laughs> but anyways, so okay, so I start I start working at, at um, what's some called at a, at a shop when I graduated from the school. And sure enough, I made a poster of myself. And, um, I started promoting myself, and quickly people started seeing me different. You know what I mean? It, it was I started creating an image for myself. And people used to call me Rob the Barber at the time, you know? So people would be like, Rob the Barber, Rob the Barber. So me, as an artist, I, I didn't want to be called Rob the Barber anymore. I wanted to be a name that just described me. You know what I'm saying? That that it wasn't... Because you were far more than, than just a barber. You exactly. were an artist. Exactly. Yeah. I'm an artist, and that's always been my passion. So yeah. I, I honestly, like, I like barbering. At the time, I was like, man, this is cool. You know, it's a cool job. But it's not like... Like, oh, man, barbering is my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I could stop barbering and I could just paint and draw and I love it. Yeah. But I love barbering. You know what I mean? I do love it, but I'm not. Some, for some people, that's just it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I exactly. You're not pigeonholed to that. You're like, yeah. right. man, I got options beyond that. Right, right, right. And, and I love barbering. Barbering is one of my art mediums. I look at it as an art medium right. to me because it's an art. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Barbering is art. So I look at it as one of my art mediums. Um, so you know, I start doing these these. Um, I start promoting myself, and I start shooting uh, videos, doing hair of oh, my haircuts. So I remember my first viral video was I did a Tony Parker video for they were like doing a electing for the MVP player, mm-hmm. oh, which nice. was um, it was LeBron and, and Tony Parker. So I do it. I did a Tony Parker video, which by the way you can look it up on YouTube. And um, my homie like he shoots it for free. One of my clients he was graduating from college, and he was going for media. So he's like, bro, I shoot it for you, like for free, you know. That's always me. the best, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it just works for everybody. It works for everybody. Right. So he basically did it for free, and he uh, he posted it like around midnight next morning. When I wake up, my phone's blowing up. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, like, like, check it out, man. Like, I saw you on front on front page of Yahoo Sports. So I have my brother, I have friends, people just hitting me up. So my video was front page of Yahoo Sports. It made it to Yahoo Sports. Where like when anybody tuned into Yahoo, like you were, boom, it was there. Yeah, that first video. You know what I mean? So it went super viral, bro. And and I had ESPN like calling me. I had Jim Rome was talking about the yeah, Jim Rome. Yeah, Jim Rome. So Damn, I was like, shit. Like, up, man. So Jim Rome was somebody big in in, yeah. in, uh, in the sports industry. Yeah, big time talking head. Got yeah. a show on HBO. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So he talks about it, and uh, a bunch of people. You know, like so next thing you know, I have local news stations hitting me up. You know, and. They're like, hey, we want to do an interview on you. Can you do another one of these haircuts? Because it was still the finals. Like, they still had the finals. And the Spurs had made it to the finals. Man, so you dropped it, like, right Ooh, right, like, right, on time. You know what I mean? So during finals, like, everybody's coming in to ask for Spurs haircuts. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was just 
stories and stories because people thought it was like so crazy that somebody was getting an actual image. I even had a host, a TV host came and got a haircut, a Ginobili on his head. And we did a story on that as well too. So that was like when I started getting hit. So that's when I started getting into social media. You know, I had Facebook at the time. You had MySpace? I did, but I didn't really use it. I didn't you had get top to friends? Huh? Yeah, uh, your top friend. Top eight. Yeah, Tom sitting there, number one all the time. Number <laughs> one. Yeah. the thumbs up. Yeah, I had a friend who was like, "Man, f all of y'all, dude. I'm gonna leave Tom," and he would just have Tom right there. <laughs> yeah. I did that too, man, because everybody's like, "Who's your top eight? I was like, "Tom, Tom, Tom, <laughs> Tom, and Tom." That's funny, bro. But you know, a, a lot of homies in the hood, they didn't even like. They don't even care for social media. Yeah. A lot of old schools don't care. A lot, a lot. Oh, yeah. Even people my age, bro. I remember going back to visit Cali and all my homies I grew up with, like, I was like, yo, what's your Instagram? Follow me, man. I'm doing so well. I wanted to show them, like, everything that I was doing. And they're like, oh, I don't have Instagram. I don't have Facebook. Like, I don't use that shit, you know? <laughs> How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 31. 31. 31, okay, yeah. So, but, yeah. so they're, they're, at the time, you know, like, my homies didn't have it. But all their wives did, though. <laughs> <laughs> and all their girls, you know what I mean? They're like, out the way, I got you. So they're like, they're, they're, all these friends, all these guys. Que no te dejan es otra cosa. Yeah, que no te dejan, pero ya tienes tus boyfriends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 <laughs> eso, eso, eso. Por eso ah, digo, no me dejan, you know? Exactly, no me dejan, yeah. you know? So, so I don't I'm know what Instagram is. Que no te dejan. So it's funny, but, you know, now, like, still to this day, my home, I don't have... Like, a lot of them, I don't have them on social media because they're still not into it or whatever. But social media is a big deal. You know what I mean? Like, it helped me so much. Social media, if it wasn't for social media, I wouldn't be here with you guys. If it wasn't for social media, I've ne- I would have never been on a reality show or on all these shows. You know what I mean? All my stuff goes viral on social media. So that's when I started learning, you know, during that time. I decided to leave that shop. I opened my first shop. Um, so I started, you know, making hits basically on Instagram I started shooting videos started you know directing my own little small clips of videos and anything that was relevant I would do and next thing you know I'm getting shared by all these celebrities and I just kept it going you know I kept it going I, I saw that okay so this video went viral so I'm gonna do another one you know I'm gonna do another one and another one and another one and for a while I was just shooting out portraits every day sometimes I would do two portraits a day and I wasn't getting paid for them I would get models, I'd just be like, yo, you down to get a portrait? And I would do it today, okay, and I'll get another one, I'll get all hyped and shit, and I'll start doing all <laughs> kinds of portraits. I feel like Tupac, bro, I was in the studio, like, the fucking recording me, you know what I mean? Killing it. But I was yeah, in the, yeah, yeah. I was Next dropping track. jewels, bro, I was dropping jewels in the barbershop left and right, so nobody had seen anything like this. Next thing you know, I'm blowing up, like, my page goes over 100,000 followers, you know what I mean? I, I, um, I come out on the, I get invited to the Queen Latifah show. I got invited to other shows as well, but I didn't make it to them, like the Rachel Ray show. Um, I, I got invited to uh, the Steve Harvey show twice. Damn. You know what I mean? One year was for haircuts, the other year was for salt portraits. Okay. So that's where I'm going to get to next. So once I start, you know, I'm, I reach over 100K. Uh, a lot of, you know, people were like, yo, what are you going to do next? Like, is that it? Like, you already hit 100K, and I'm like, fuck no, like, I'm going to keep going. At this point, you already had ideas, I'm assuming, right? You, right. you already had ideas, are you going to approach your next move? Exactly. Your next move? So I, I'd already been doing the portraits on hair for so long, so many years. Everybody in the city knew me for doing portraits on, on hair um, and designs. So I was like, you know what, like, I'm, I'm not an, I'm not just a, a barber. Like, let me try some new art or something else that maybe people will like. So I, I did the salt portrait, you know, and that salt portrait blew up, bro. Blew up two weeks later. I get hit up by ESPN. They invited me to go to a sports center show and they had me there doing live salt portraits. That also blew up. 
Next thing you know, like, it became a trend. I had barbers all around the world, bro, doing soft worships. Still to this day. No, yeah. Motherfuckers yeah. be tagging me and shit, you know what I mean? Like, doing soft worships <laughs> in fucking Nigeria and fucking China, <laughs> China and fucking Brazil and all these countries that I didn't, I didn't even know about, you know? So it's, it's super dope, bro. Like, I never imagined that I would inspire people all over the world, you know? And no matter what I did, I would do dust portrait on, on cars. I would do art on... This man spent... Look, before you got here, he spent one hour. (laughs) One hour trying to go through your stuff. I think he missed it. I was looking for the one where you did on the truck, and it looked like it was like a Coliseum or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. I was trying to make sure. I was like, is it a Coliseum? What is it? Yeah, so yeah, I well. was like scrolling down like, where's that damn picture? I think you passed it up like two times. I, pa- I probably passed it, bro. I was like in 2015 <laughs> at one point. I was like, bro, <laughs> I, I, I missed it. <laughs> he was all like, man, I know I'm not. I know I'm not. I'm not. I saw, like, la- you know, I saw the, uh, um, the, the Last Supper, and I saw like some of the other stuff, and I was just like, Damn, they're like, where's that damn Coliseum portrait? <laughs> but um, actually, and I, I don't want to cut you off, but you mentioned Tupac, and that was one thing I did notice. Yeah. He had a lot of um, Tupac. Tupac, not in just like your Tupac, uh, not just chopping. I've done them in, I mean, in your pizzas, brush, you did the pancakes. Uh, yeah, 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 I done Tupac. I love the, Tupac. Oh, bro. pressure washer was dope. Oh, thanks. I, man. Yeah, that thanks, was dope thanks. as hell. I think it could have been done better, but I kind of rushed it, you know. But um, the pressure washing. I need to try it again. That's though. still good, bro. I, I need to like, try it again. <laughs> maybe do it like a perfect line. I can't even do that. As an bro. artist, I gotta credit myself. You know, mm-hmm. I can always do better. So, uh, you know, I started doing all these other art mediums, and, and that's kind of what that's what Rob the Original became. Rob the Original, you know, it's just now it's just you never know what he's gonna put out next. You know, so it's always something out there. You know, there's always new art mediums. Which lately, I've been I've been uh focusing a lot of my family and personal life you know what i mean so i haven't been putting out as much uh material but i'm definitely gonna start you know putting out new material pretty soon and uh show the world more of rob the original and i think they want to see more so i'm gonna give them more you know that's what i'm here for everybody has a purpose and i found my purpose you know uh, how important is it that you take this time you're spending and building with your family to you uh not just for you when you get back into your work and start pushing out again but just for yourself personally just for your growth compared to where you were you know, at the time when you, you said uh, you had a lot of addictions and other problems that you were going yeah. through. So how important do you, do you find it to yourself that you're spending your time with your family right now? Very, very important, bro. Very important. My family, my family, is it means everything to me. And it's my weak spot. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a, I'm a real cool person. Um, I'm real chill. I'm always, you know, I, have, I always try to have a smile on my face. You know, I don't disrespect people that I don't know. Um you know, if I know somebody, I can disrespect them because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we're cool like that. You know, yeah, like we no joke around. You know, yeah. what I mean? especially being like you know, we we joke like a motherfucker. Like a you know motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, that's what we do. You know what I mean? Especially in the shop. We yeah. So if you can't hang, you know, get the hell out of here. You know, like yeah, that type yeah, of yeah, thing. True that. True <laughs> that. <laughs> exactly. So you know what I mean? So, but as far as family though, I don't joke with family, bro. Like you, that's my weak spot. You know what I mean? You touch my family. And I'm going to be a different person. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm somebody that I'd rather not be. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I could I could hurt somebody. I'll, I'll probably hurt myself. You know what I mean? It, trying to defend my family. But I would do anything for my family. You know what I mean? They mean the world to me. So it's super important for me. Uh, uh, as far as uh, spending time, it's very, very important for me to spend time with them. Because um, I uh, growing up, I didn't really get to spend a lot of time with my parents that my mom was always with my younger brothers busy um my dad was always working 
So we kind of like raise ourselves in the street. We're kind of in the middle, like of, of, of two two transitions between your dad's over here and then your mom's kind of yeah. You so you kind of like in the middle, like you have my, to figure it out. I don't remember my parents once reading a book to us. You know what I mean? Ever. I, I was a kid that when I was in cross country or in soccer, because I would sign up for these um, sports or whatever. Um, I was the kid that hit that finish line, and I was one of the top because I always like to be one of the best. You know what I mean? Or the best. You know what I mean? And um, I, I didn't expect my parents to be there at the finish line waiting for me, you know. But I see a lot of parents now like that are really like, cheering for the kids and all that. And I think that's dope and it's awesome, you know, that they have that they can have their parents' support. I didn't have that, you know. So to me, it's really important to dedicate time for my my, my family right. and to be able to provide for them and give them something that I, I don't have. That I, I didn't have, you know. And I think that's important because. Um so, for example, I come from, like you said, immigrant family, Salvadorian. Mm-hmm. But the same thing. I played football. I did all this stuff. I did it. You know, and then. They're never there, right? Never. Like, never. I, and the one game they did go, I had to, like, schedule that motherfucker. It was, yeah. like, too much. It's, this is the last game of the season. Y'all going to be there. You know, and I made everything easy. You get what I mean? And then yeah, even yeah. then, moms was like. No, no le peguen a mi hijo or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, Mom, like, relax, dude, it's football. Like, it's all good. Yeah. Whatever. I get it, right? But yeah. at the same time, um, I know I've said this before. I think it's up to us, generations, next generations, after that first, you know, immigrant family to change things, you know, yeah, and be is. there for the family and change it everything is. about the it way is. we view things. My, my, after my dad died, he was the, the backbone of the family. And my mom, like... She didn't really know how to raise my kids, my kids, my little younger brothers, you know. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, she always knew how to cook and she knew how to like do wash clothes and do things like that. But as far as like giving them time and talking to them right instead of just yelling at them, yeah. she didn't know how to do that. You know yeah. what I mean? So she had a struggle. Like my my younger brothers are, they're they're they talk back more. You know, when my dad was alive, like we couldn't talk back. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we had, he gave us that look, and we're like. Shit. Like, you know, it was popping. Like, or like, if you get in a fight, you didn't want to get caught because you get caught. My dad was gonna give me another ass whooping. You know what yeah, I mean? For yeah, being yeah. out there and being a yeah, like, yeah. a rascal. You know yeah, what I right mean? Right but right we were rascals, bro. Like when we we're growing up, we're, we grew up in the streets. You know what I mean? We're yeah. always outside playing, riding bikes and shit. You know what I mean? If you didn't have a bike, the like pegs. the homies will help you build one and shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> the pegs, the pegs, the yeah, pegs bro. Like, you have that one kid who walk around with like a stick and try to jam it in, in someone's bike. Oh, uh, he was getting ass whooping, bro. <laughs> 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 he Wrestling too, Rest, bro. Fighting was a, it was a big part of our, our like yeah. us growing up, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? It started. We'll start with wrestling and shit. We would play football just because it was about beating up. You know what I mean? I didn't even know how to. I didn't even know, know the rules of football. We would just be like, where we could get the ball on the other side. Yeah. Just we run, each other yeah. run, run Forrest. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we would pick up a match, old matches by the dumpster, and we'll be doing <laughs> flips and shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it was just that's that's how we grew up, bro. Like now I look at a, a, a mattress by the dumpster and I'm like, get away from that fucking mattress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dirty as hell. You know what I mean? Like, with you. Yeah, like bugs. Other, you don't know what's on that matches, you know? <laughs> but kids, we didn't know, like, better. We would be out there. And our parents didn't know where we were at, you know? They just thought we were outside playing. But we're yeah, out there. Hell no. We're out there a whole different world, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'll no swim when it's flooding. He goes swimming. Oh, yeah. There was, yeah, like, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like this underpass by where we live. And it would flood up all the time. Yeah, we'll ride our bikes. <laughs> ride our bikes. Really, in reality, we were going in there with the bikes and going in there in the water. I don't know why the hell we did that. Though. That was kind of gross. Not yeah, no, bro. Like, in Cali, we had, like, canals where the water will run. 
going through, yeah. we would go in there with flashlights and with our bikes and shit, you know? Like you said, it was dirty as hell, but we were out there just... Yeah. yeah. I'm glad I experienced it. I could be yeah. like, See, y'all are jerks, man, because where I grew up, there was no water, all right? It was just... Get out of here. It was it was desert. Desert. I'm from El Paso. Oh, so like it was just dirt. <laughs> it was just dirt and cactus. That was it, bro. Like when we, we used to wrestle and stuff Sad like that. I grew up in the city, bro. Like you know how city. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah we, we, we were, were going to Canada. That's where I was started doing my first like like wall hits when I used to like do graffiti. Yeah. Like out by the canals and the in the fucking what in the that's what you call them, right? Canals. Yeah. Canals. Well, uh, canals? Yeah. Yeah, like, basically on right. Canal, yeah. Yeah, on Canal, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like we would like basically go there and tag it up, and you know that's. That's what we would hit up in San Diego. Cause that was when I lived in San Diego. Well, my, my San Diego is beautiful, fight. actually. Huh? Yeah. Oh, my, my brother yeah, used to make us yeah, fight. I love San oh, Diego. Yeah. We, his brother used to make us fight. <laughs> yeah. Bro, uh, was that like an bro, older brother was, thing? Because that was the same thing. Like, me and my cousin, man, and mind you, that, like, me and him are about nine days apart. He's nine days older than me. But, bro, like, I was tiny, and my man's was, like, a foot or two taller than me and swole up, but nine days old, and our, our nine days apart, and our older brother used to make us box each other. Like, yeah. when we be crying and stuff, we be punching each other and just crying. Because we, we hurt. That was, we didn't I didn't want to fight each other, anymore. right? I was we like, loved, I love this dude. We we just though, like, to punch I can't other. tell you how many times we were getting fights, bro, like, playing around. And it was And it was all good afterwards. It was yeah. like, we just enjoyed getting in fights, bro. Like, we loved it. We were shit. mad at our brother. We were like, we need to jump them, Especially dog. Especially Rumble. Like, cops and Robbers. Do you guys ever play Cops and Robbers? No. I played the one. Uh, okay. Cops and Robbers. It was popular in Cali. It was popular, bro, as kids. You basically, you play the cops and the robbers, right? And you, like, when you were a cop, when it was a cop, it was dope because you would catch him and beat the fuck out of him, you know what I mean? So everybody wanted to be the cop, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically because you... Especially Kelly, I'd imagine, with that Ronnie King thing going on. You're like, oh, hell This one, we're, like, young and stuff, but we would use bikes and follow each other. We're basically running through the whole neighborhood, jumping fences. But, I mean, and then then when we got older and we actually started getting uh, involved, like, with gangs and shit like that, then you would get really chased by motherfuckers. And we got kind of, You were trained like a motherfucker. different one, You were trained, bro. You already knew where to go and shit, where to run. Yeah, zigzag. fences and shit. Yo, you two-step that fence, too. It'd be, like, this tall. You're like a neighborhood Spider-Man and shit, climbing up buildings and shit. Like, I seen motherfuckers, like, get pulled out underneath cars and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Because... Man, it was crazy, bro. Cali was a whole different... Do you still feel that connection to Cali? Yeah, of course, of course. Something that it's always going to be there, you know, never going to... Because it's a big part of me, you know. I grew up there, and um, just the way that we grew up, I guess it it also, like, um, it teaches you, you know what I mean? As a human being, you know what I mean? It teaches you how life can be. And at the time, it was normal. That's what it was. It's already over? Okay. So it it was normal at the time, you know, but... No. Honestly, props for the job that you did. Yo, well, you probably got, like, got like some strong like arm muscles and stuff. <laughs> She's gonna get started getting swollen like, all the time. Man. I go to the gym. Uh, <laughs> no need to go through. I be sitting there at one point. I be holding it like with no, my face and stuff. Gains. 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 There you go. We didn't get this for you know just for. Afterwards, you're like, it was the tripod. It was the ghetto tripod. There you go. Yeah, man. So, you know, now after I started, you know. With social media and all that, I, I understood it better. So that also opened up a lot of doors for me. Uh, I started working with Con Air with Babelist. So they, they hit me up through like a, a viral video that that um, that opened that door for me. And once I started working with them, I didn't know about these convention shows, beauty shows. So I got introduced to that, and that was in 2012. So once I started working with them, you know, not a lot of people knew who Babelist was at the time because it was a cosmetology mm-hmm. uh, brand. They did know in the cosmetology world, but not in the barber world. 
So when I would talk about it with to barbers, barbers were like, what the hell is Babelis? You know, so I was kind of like the barber, the first barber that the company had that was actually introducing it to to barbers. Now we have a whole barber team that everybody's super talented, and uh, we have a, uh, an awesome team. You know, um, now thank God too, they they just launched my my official trimmer. So I what did that explain? Though that's yeah, what I was yeah. yeah. Congratulations yeah. on thank that, man. You, man. Appreciate yeah. it. That's awesome, brother. That's that, it's it's a blessing. You know that that I could actually see myself on a, on a box that's up on shelves. You know what I mean? And it started with me walking into a shop. You know what I mean? that it became my career you know and it's crazy so like was, you didn't it's crazy how the story works right like you didn't have a pair of machines to start at the first job right yeah and then now you have your own yeah i have my own yeah, yeah that's what literally have your own bro. yeah <laughs> literally, literally, yeah so it's, it's a big accomplishment you know and i get to travel the world now um i go you know i've been to places that i never thought i would be, be and you know like it's, it started with like going to new york miami um, going to Orlando, like places, because I grew up in, in Cali. Like everybody, never nobody got out of the hood. You yeah, know of course. I mean? So now, too, like I came to San Antonio when I was here in San Antonio working in all these low-paying jobs. I was stuck here, and even when I started cutting hair, I was stuck working in the shop. You know what I mean? Nine to five, like forever. You know what I mean? And for many, many years. And now it's like my I I make a living out of traveling. You know what I mean? And doing education, being on platforms, teaching people like. Or, or not teaching, but um, I want to say sharing with them techniques that I've learned. You know what I mean? And I get paid for that. That's what I, I teach it too. I mean, when you share that you knowledge, they want to learn and understand right. it. I mean, it's still a teaching process. Though. Right, it's a teaching process. But when I'm on stage, I'm used to not saying teaching because some people don't like to to be told that uh, I'm yeah. teaching you. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So it's more like I'm sharing with you like yeah. what I'm doing. And here, here, here's something that, um, that I wanted to ask you. Okay, so when... You came into the barbering. The barbering game has changed a lot, correct? So yes, definitely changed a lot. One of the biggest things I've noticed is um, it's changed a lot, of course, but you just said you, you teach, and you're very open to teach. Right, open. Open to teach. I wasn't open to teach when I was working in the hood. Why, though? I wasn't open to teach at the time because um, it was business. You know what I mean? Like, um, So it, I was obviously I didn't have an open mind to the bigger picture. I was still thinking in the hood, okay, so if I teach people, they're going to beat me. And steal your they're stuff. They're going to steal my clients. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. more like that. Although I always did share. Even when I was cutting in the hood, I still I shared. There's a lot of people that can tell you that they learned off of me or that I inspired them to become barbers. Um, but I wasn't sharing as much, and I wasn't as open to do it, to, to, be, to be sharing. But now my job is to share. So I share with, with people uh, what I do, you know what I mean? And you could, you know, share with people what you do, or but at the same time, not everybody's going to be, you know, as good as you. I realized that over years, you know what I mean? Not that I'm saying that I'm the best, because I've never said that I'm the best, but now at this point, I realize that there's not many me's out there. You know what I mean? There's only I, a few me's out there, and there is out there this talent. There's lots of talent that hasn't been discovered. You know what I mean? But they just haven't put themselves out or, or they haven't came out yet. You know what I'm saying? And one of the biggest things um, I've noticed, I was talking to this yesterday but with my fiance, was um, that I've noticed that there's not a lot of barbers that are willing to teach, though, too. It, it's become a, you see, barbers grew and it's, so now it's booming. You know what I mean? But I yeah. still feel like there's some barbers that have taken that, I don't know, man, if it's ego or what it is. It's that ego, they, yeah, that they ego. don't, I get it, but at the same time, like, 
teach somebody else, you know, like, right, right. but th- it's like you said, maybe it's still like, you know, that competition, like, man, that's that my- mentality. Yeah. It's like, like, I think do you see that is. or, or is no, it just I, me? No, I see that. I see that. I, I, a matter of fact, last year I did a show and it was a showcase show and I was trying to, um, do something different in the industry where I had people from all over the city, barbers from different barbershops, mm-hmm. me and myself, I own a barbershop, but I was, I was reaching out to other barbershops to have their barbers come out to the show and showcase. So basically do a haircut for free. Um, basically, they weren't getting paid for it, but they were showcasing and passing out cars for their business. You know what okay, I mean? Yeah. So I had a show, and it was just a showcase. Not only barbers, but I had people doing tattoos. I had people doing body painting. I had comedians go there. I had you know people perform, like singing. So it was like a full-on thing. Like showcase, a, yeah. basically. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and nobody had like different time sets. Everybody just... I had so many different like uh, stages, and people could just walk around, and you could see wherever you wanted. Socialize, Everybody, basically. Socialize, yeah. exactly. So I was that's what I was trying to bring. But I noticed that barber battles get more packed. You know what I'm saying? And I had a homie of mine that does, he actually does the biggest barber battle in the industry. And he uh, he told me, he's like, bro, barber battles, is, people like to compete, bro. You know what I mean? And sure enough, like, people like to, I want to beat that guy. You yeah, know what I mean? True, like, that's yeah. the mentality they have. Like, I want to be better than their shop. Yeah. My shop is better than their shop. And it's just all about competition. It's just nature, bro. Like, People, it's like us back then. We like to fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to be kick his ass. And yeah. I'm not saying like to chase each other. Even if you know it feels like, like what can I really yeah. do if I got exactly. Up but I'm not saying competition is wrong. You know, it's good. But I just think at a certain point you gotta be like, you can only like let's just all help each other. You get what I mean? Right, like, right, right. And, like, and, and that's where it's sad too. Like a lot of people forget about that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. at, the, at the end of the day, I look at it like this. So I realize, okay, maybe competitions are gonna be there. So I might I participate in competitions. I'm a judge in a lot of competitions. I realize that. Competitions is cool, and I, I, it's I'm I'm okay with people competing, but I will basically I would say let's do it for the fun of it. You know what I mean? Let's go out there, let's have fun, let's enjoy it. You know what I mean? Not about like I'm the best or this type of thing. I I, I look at it as anybody who's competing, it's already you know a winner just by going up on stage and competing with each other. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. necessarily have to be labeled as as the one, number one or number or number two. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I had people in competitions. One of the last competitions that I I was in, I got a third place. I got a second place. You know what I mean? And I feel like I felt bummed out about it. I was like, yeah. man, I wanted to be. First. I was so used to being first. And when they gave me second and third, I was like, man, I know my hair goes better than these other guys. I will feel that way, you know what I mean? But then I realized, like, it's not even about that, you know? Mm -hmm. I always knew deep inside of me that I was the best of my version. You know what I mean? I was the best that I could be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... How is it that some somebody could label me as third place, but I'm I'm traveling the world and I'm yeah. uh, and I have my own trip. So that's kind of when you kind of like got to change hits. your mind. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, like you can't tell me what to do. Yeah. You know, I just saw on online the other day uh, a video where um, Pitbull was talking about that. He's like, yeah, like they fired Walt Disney uh, from the newspaper yeah. company because they say he had no creativity. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oprah, they like fired her from a TV show or from TV. They wanted to ban her from TV because they say that she wasn't good on TV. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's all these people telling you that you're not good. They don't believe in what you're doing. But if you believe that you're the best or that you or that you're good, you know you can, you don't have to be better than another person. You just the better of yourself. You know the better That's version deep. of you. That's yeah, deep. you know they talk about what Jordan getting. You know, not making his high school team. You know exactly. What I mean? So I mean, it's like exactly, and that's. Jordan. I wonder how he did. He did all right. <laughs> that is he did right for right himself. He did okay for himself. You know, so. Yeah, no, that's so. good. That's a good mentality I have to say. Exactly. Hey, look, like even if 
even if uh, I didn't hit first on this one, or even if they're not saying I'm not the best at this one at the end, it's like you know what your abilities maybe, are. Exactly. So you can always go back to the table. Say, and maybe you know that what, time you didn't give the best of you. You know what I mean? Maybe you were That's true. You were maybe not you the need best. A, hey, maybe you need to go through stuff. I noticed that too. Like sometimes it's not meant for you to have that yet. Right. You know, you need to go through stuff. Everybody and got to grow. And I know that I don't yeah. know if you've noticed, but barbering now has become an enhancement. Enhancements is barbering. And to a lot of barbers that we've been barbering for so many years, we look at it like some people are, it's hard to adapt to the new era. It's like me from going from baggy clothes to wearing fitted clothes. At first, it's like, I'm not going to wear those skinny jeans. That yeah. shit is gay as hell. <laughs> That's the mentality that we had. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But it, the thing is that um, it's, you got to be open to to the new, what's coming new. You see what I'm saying? You need to be adaptable. Yeah, you got to yeah. adapt to the new trends, what's coming new. You know what I mean? You got to create a new trend. You know what I mean? So that, that's exactly what, what needs to happen. Barbering and, is and becoming barbering trendy, basically. It's very, very trendy. People that are have high numbers now are people that are, that know how to use enhancements really good. You know what I mean? They know how to take good pictures. They know how to like um, edit really good. It's fucking crazy. They just dude. everything. It's not no more about just hey, do a haircut. Like we're just gonna go get good. a haircut Sunday. Your dad's you gonna can take be you. the dopest <laughs> barber. You can cut really good, but if you don't know how to edit pictures or take good pictures, you ain't gonna make it, it's man. Fucking crazy. You're dude. not gonna make it. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm trying to say is that when the whole color started coming into the designs and all that, and one of those times that I got second or third place was because I didn't use colors. I was trying to stick it to where I'm like, nah, nah, I'm the old school barber. I'm doing it the clipper way. I'm going to win. The, the judges are going to see that. You know what I mean? Hell no. What they care is what looks the best at the end. You know what I'm saying? So when I started doing designs with color, because I lost in one of those competitions, I remember I, I went back to the shop and I was like, all right, these... These motherfuckers want to see <laughs> coloring. I was like, I can color like a motherfucker. I'm an artist. Color rainbow I'm an artist. I'm like, I'm an artist. They want to color on haircuts. I can color on haircuts. Yeah. So I started adding color to the haircuts. Now it gives it a realistic look. Yeah. So now it was a whole different ball game. That's when I started hitting viral hits. That's when all my haircuts started going. You know. Bigger. How long does that color last, man? Because you know, I see people. Actually, there, I'm, I'm like, actually, do people like have to not take a shower? Like they take I a shower. I started using, and believe it or not, because yeah. I was I have a graffiti artist uh, background. I started using deco markers. You know what decos are? Is that the paint markers that would shake? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They you can decos. hear it. You can hear it kind of clicking itself, right? The graffiti is like yeah. super big in, in California, and decos was always a, a popular you know markers that I would always carry like to do graffiti. So I started using those on heads, which is obviously is not healthy. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 Shoot, we don't know but, know. but I never did it for money though. I started doing it like on homies for free. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, like practicing designs. So then I was like, okay, this is not good. Like, I don't want them to come back with alopecia and shit, <laughs> losing hair. And so, and I started yeah, using acrylic shit. paint, but acrylic paint will crack. Yeah. So then um, I started using eyeliner makeup, and that eyeliner makeup was sticky. And I used that for many years, but it was like sticky and it could smear off. And I was like, man, these people are coming to the shop paying money for the designs, and they're leaving with, uh, with you know, color hair, but it's not really dry. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So then, then I started using um, body paint. So body paint is what I use now, and it actually dries on people, and it's body paint. You know, you can do body art, and it dries on the skin. Yeah. And same thing on the head, you know? So I yes, think that's another wash. level, man. Like, that's yes, so badass what you off. do, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And it, it is, is going to wash off when they go home, because a lot of people will question that. Well, how long does the color stick? So, yes, they go home, it washes off. But it's really important that that um, you go through these steps when you're doing the design. And that's what I that's what I teach when I go when I do these classes. You know what I mean? So it's first clipper cutting, trimmer cutting, straight razor, color. You know what I mean? So it's steps. And then the reason that you have all these other steps before that, I could just 
cut somebody's hair off and just draw it on there with <laughs> body paint. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are they going to know? They're not going to know the difference. But the thing is that it's really important that I cut it in there because when I, when they go home and they wash it, it's actually still there. Yeah, It's, gonna, it's not going to look as detailed because obviously you could only do so much with hair, mm-hmm. but it's still going to be there. You know what I mean? So when you see The Last Supper, when you see these dope haircuts that I've done, obviously they have a little... Um, uh, body paint in there so it looks more detailed but a person like that could take it they can actually wear that to an event you know what I mean they could wear that to a, a NBA game they could wear it to I mean whatever the, wherever the occasion is. I've done it for so many occasions bro you know what I mean and they love that they love the attention they get they're automatically on celebrity status of course wherever they go there's like tons of pictures yeah. people stop them everywhere and, and they love that attention I would want to get one till I go to a club Oh, yeah, that'd be dope, man. Which I'm not even a club person, but I would just do it. To just go right, celebrity yeah, status. Club, yeah, sure. everybody's like... Celebrity status. Exactly. You know what How long does it real? take to, uh, to do that, including the paint and everything? What's the, what's the process? It, it usually takes from one one to two hours to do the process. And if I'm chit-chatting, it might take three hours. Okay. Yeah, I Chit-chat. Talk about, yeah. If I'm zoned out, which I put music on, because back to what you yeah, mentioned about Tupac. Yeah. Tupac is one of, the, one of the, the artists that I listen to a lot whenever I'm doing art. I get pumped up when I listen to Tupac. I'm, I get in a different zone, bro. Bro, something about Tupac. I start man. cussing and I start <laughs> throwing West Sides and shit. Get the you know what I'm like, 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 ah, He's wearing his head when he just starts going crazy. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to kill this shit. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm, like on top of the world, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Tupac has that, bro. Like, yeah, he he, he will bring that out emotionally. Of you. you know, because I remember the whole. Biggie Tupac beef, right? And right. and everybody was like, okay, you East Coast, you West Coast. And for me at the time, I was always uh, like East Coast type of uh, cat, yeah. even though I was always Texas, but kind of love Biggie that? so much. Yeah. And then I remember um, Biggie right there. Oh, Biggie! Oh, you got the Biggie right there. Biggie. But it was funny though, because eventually I remember um, even at one point I even turned on Tupac. Bro. I was like, you know what, man? Like <laughs> this dude isn't even like a top five. Um, dope lyricist in that sense, right? <laughs> but then one day, man, I was just chilling. I was like listening to some stuff. And I was like, yo, like something about Tupac. I was just sitting there like, you just start getting hard, dude. Yeah, you can be from the birds. Tupac you, you know, unique, silver bro. spoon in your mouth and some reason you hear Tupac and all of a sudden No, like you like, gotta bulk up. Like, yeah, all of a sudden you're like, damn, yeah. hold on. Like, none of that, none of this shit. Like, You can't just jump out to Tupac and be all like, bummed out. You start getting crunked, dog. You get hyped, Like, you gotta look at yourself in the mirror in a different way. I'll be like, boy, you need to stand up. Yeah, he just hits differently than so many rappers. A lot of people you hear this stuff, you might vibe to him and stuff. Something about Tupac, he hits y'all like an emotional level, and all of a sudden you just. Like you just feel it, you know. Yeah, what I'm yeah. Like, well, damn. he he like touches he touches people, you know what I mean. Yeah. He knows how to like get to you and be like, damn, like that shit's on real shit, you know. Yeah. Like, it's not you. You're not just like bobbing your head to like some dope beat. Is like, you actually feeling what he's saying? Yeah. Shit, you know what I mean? Like in my opinion, because the way I grew up, you know what I mean. I relate a lot. And you're a Cali cat, I'm guessing. Yeah, too, exactly. So we grew up like with, like we weren't born with a silver spoon. You know what I mean? We're over here. Watching cartoons with a broken TV, you know what I mean? Like you have to be like hitting the head. <laughs> and he yeah, the says that. that. He, he says put that the on his lyrics. You know like, what I'm saying? Right here exactly. Like yeah. you're like fucking with a like a, a clothes hanger and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Antenna, like turn, turn right here. Okay, hold still. Like, <laughs> like you had to turn the knob with some pliers and shit. Bro, you, you were, bro, you were the remote, right? Hey, <laughs> change the channel. <laughs> with like, the pliers, bro. Like, bro. You know, like so crazy, like uh. 
we caught it in the middle of that. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we caught it in the middle of, like, VHS and DVD. Yeah. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, you we were could rich go, yeah. and had a DVD. Like, we're being pulled both yeah, ways. Exactly. Like, decide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So, so y'all, y'all were, like, right in the middle. <laughs> so I, we had one of those TVs, but then it was like, I got to see the other TV. You get what I mean? Yeah, so we got to see all of it, bro. And then, and we then, saw the transition. We went, we went from Walkmans to City Play. <laughs> I remember skating, because skating was a big part of my life. And yeah. I remember skateboarding, bro, and... And I'll wear hoodies a lot in Cali because, you know, obviously the weather over there, you wear hoodies. And I remember having my, my CD player in my little pocket here. Yeah, I'll yeah. be doing, like, fucking ollies and kickflips and shit. And my CD player would just fall. <laughs> <laughs> CD would fucking, you know what I mean? Like, That's it, it, it was bro. But we also experienced, like, having cassettes and you hitting that fucking record with the fucking play button you and see? recording yeah. songs out of the yeah. radio, bro. Yeah. bro. That's how we record songs out of the radio. Homie. We didn't buy cassettes and shit. Homie, we'd have the, you'd have the stereo right there. You'd hit it, and you'd even DJ a little bit if you were doing a mix. Like, yo, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah. is so-and-so, man. I got the freshest. You slanging them and shit. Like, yo, yo, I got yo. this dope cassette. It has all the yeah, hits. And then, the radio hits. Yeah, and, and then, then you over and hear a little bit of the radio station there. Like, yo, this is 101 whatever, you know, like. It's crazy, bro. bro I, I remember feeling fancy because eventually um, we finally got like the two one. Mm-hmm. So then I was able to get like an old tape. Like I had like Bo- I'll never forget my first one was Bobby Brown. I put Bobby Brown in. I was like, so I did my own recording of my little blank one or whatever. I was yeah. like, yo, this is DJ J Money Band. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And then I hit Bobby Brown or whatever. And then I see the tape is about to end. So you gotta hurry up, pop that bitch out, flip it <laughs> over, hit the two buttons again. Right, right. Straight aces, man. That was funny, the bro. tape. Yeah, it was. That was. That's bro. crazy, man. Bro, yeah. and even that when the, when the cassette like if it got jammed, like you had to be there with the finger like. <laughs> You had to tape the yeah. fucking the, the what is it called the you know what I mean yeah, <laughs> even with the VHS right the VHS would rewind sometimes so you yeah. gotta get your finger in there exactly spin that bitch around that's throwback, and so you, bro. Yeah. That's speaking, of, yeah. speaking about these music. kids would never know what we're talking about bro bro who you they would never know. so we're kids now. <laughs> we're kids now I remember y'all I'm talking about kids now and then he calls us he calls me kid I'm always joking man cause I'm like yeah we same age range and stuff I was like yeah you know we grew up around that bro I remember when the first iPod came I, I was oh, like, it was a break. I, I was like, how do I help? Like, wh- what do I do? You know, I felt like a, I felt like a caveman, bro. Like, and even then, it was a break, man. It was yeah, like, yeah. it was a big ass break, yeah. And I didn't know how to like change it. I was like, how do you do it? I, I didn't know how to use one, bro. That shit was amazing to me. I was like, how many songs? It only, had, a, it only had a little screen right here. Remember that? Yeah. Like, it kind of looked. It wasn't as high tech as it, as it is now. Nah, not at all. When it comes to music, uh, what type of music do you listen to? Of course, Tupac. Uh, what other type of music? Music, music is beautiful, bro. Music is a big part of my life. I wish I could sing, bro. I wish I could sing. I love. Music I wish so I much. could sing too, yeah, but yeah. I, I suck. I, I, I wish, like you listen to yourself, like oh, but when you when you like singing it, you feel like you're yeah. singing good and shit because you like the song so I much. I tried karaoke at my house though. Yeah, for corridos though. Yeah, for but, corridos. Yeah. But I no 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 yo. No, no, yo, no, 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 no,
She loves it or she she don't love it no more? No, she loves it. And she sings all the songs and shit. So we're there drinking and we're like fucking singing them. And I'm like, she knows more, way more songs than I know. You know what I mean? So it's pretty cool. I I love that vibe. You know, it reminds me of my dad. Obviously, my dad's not here no more. But, um, you know, I love that though. I love corridos. I love Mexican music. Um, And I I love rap, obviously. Um, I like Tupac, Biggie, all the good shit. Nas. You know what I mean? Like it's, I mean, there's a lot of talent out there. The only reason I like Tupac more is because I feel like he has more tracks I can play. Yeah. See what I'm saying? That's true. I can, I can have like, like 50 songs, I maybe. Can, yeah. But and I can have, I can already like tell you about 50 songs of Tupac, and every single time one plays, I'm like, oh shit, that's a dope jam. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you love it because that's how dope Tupac was. Like he has so many tracks, and he kills every one of them. You know what I mean? And another thing that I know, be, yeah, learning more about Pac. Was that I like his um, his work ethic? You know what I mean. Yes. This motherfucker will record. Yeah, he was one of the ones that recorded hits it. after hits. And and the way people talk about him, like people that actually were around him, they say this dude will walk in the studio and he'll go in there and he'll listen to the beat, be like, all right, cool, and he'll write a song. Boom, it was a hit for till this day, still a hit. You know what I mean? So yeah. some of the hits that you hear right now, like to this day, that kids, you know, like my kids are listening to, they're hits that he wrote in thirty minutes. You know what I mean? These rappers that's are crazy. taking two weeks yeah. to write their verse. And that's already fast. There's people that are taking even longer than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's how talented the dude was. You know what I mean? And he would just go in there and record, record. He, he It's kind of like he knew he was going to die young. So he just kept recording. You know what I mean? For a while, I I kind of, I was in that mode. I haven't been like that in a while. Like where I, I, cause I, maybe because I'm not in the shop as much. But um, I would like try to do as many portraits as I could do. I, that's why if any motherfucker try to catch up to me, it's gonna take a while for them to catch yeah, up yeah, to yeah, me. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's how I would see it. And and now to this day, I mean, anybody who does portraits out there still can't catch up. You know what I mean? And I haven't even done portraits in. There's too forever, many out there. You know There's I mean? too many out there. It's too many. Like I have shit to repost for days. You know what I mean? But. That's how much work I did, but I feel like there's so much more that I can do, and I've been slacking because obviously I've been focusing more on my personal life. But I need to, you know, get back on it and shit. I know, uh, being from Houston, I, I saw one of the things I saw is that you put one time something about DJ Screw. Do yeah. you like Screw music? Um, I like some Screw music. You know, I do. Um, I like it when when the whole song's not Screw. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. When they throw like a, a, a yeah. like a what is it called? Uh, what do they call that? Uh, not a verse, but um, maybe it could be a verse or like a what like do they a call hook? it? A hook, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. When they throw a hook that's screw and yeah. then the rap, the rest is rap. Okay, cool. I like uh-huh. shit like that. You okay. know what I mean? Um, I got introduced when I was working in the mall. The dude that owned the clothing store, um, he used to have his own rap label, and he had an artist named King Kali, mm-hmm. and he's actually from Houston, but he, he lives in San Antonio. He's a good friend of mine, and he uh, he has a few songs, and and he has a I, I rather. I'd rather bank screw who yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he has that song so I learned a lot about uh, Texas music during the time I was there so I learned a lot about like Trey I learned Trey the Truth yeah I learned uh, about uh, Zero you know what I mean they, they actually had dropped the album during that time like in 2008 and it was a uh, like an album they both recorded bro and, that Trey album that came out at that time was right old it, it was yeah it was super yeah. dope so they would play it all the time they yeah. would play it a lot, so that's how I started learning about it. You know what I mean? So then, when other new rappers started coming out, and they would talk about like, like Houston, then I knew what they were talking about, like the feel they had and all that. Yeah, like yeah. When Drake talks about Houston, yeah, you know what I mean, like he has that one song. Uh, November. Yeah, November. Yeah, yeah, he has yeah. that one song. So you know that he says something slow, so slow, yeah, so yeah. slow. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like it, it was, it was dope, like to see that because then I was like, oh, Houston, I could connect. 
know but you mean? did something, right? It was I forgot what it is you did, but you did some type of art with it, right? With what? With DJ Screw on I it did when I went over there. I did a brush. You did some, that's what it was, yeah. And I gave it away actually to his family. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Up. Some of the people that from, some of his family members were there at the event, and they actually took it to his okay. family. Yeah, yes. that's why. That's why I remember because I remember seeing that a long time ago too. But I know DJ Screw is like a big thing, like here, especially Houston is like the heart of Texas, bro. Everybody in, in in Texas wants to be like Houston. That's the way I saw it when I moved out here from Cali. You know what I mean? Everybody were wearing long tees when fucking Houston was wearing that shit. When everybody was rocking the grills, everybody yeah. had grills. Yeah. You know, what you know what's crazy about the grills? The grills had faded out for a while, man. Yeah, it came back. Yeah. It came back, yeah, dude. It, it was back. like... It was They're crazy. rocking them in Houston again? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. 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 You know, in Cali, they have them now. And yeah, actually, my stepson was just asking me about that. He was like... Yo, like, I thought uh, grills were from Cali or, like, L.A., and I'm like, nah, they're from Houston, you know? Like, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's big again, big. like... That's crazy, bro. I've been one of since I was, like, 13, bro. You have people trying to rock the fake ones, and they're, like, slurring when they're talking to you. What? I was like, yo, get that shit out of your mouth, bro. Yeah, I remember in high school, there was this guy, man, everybody thought he had, like, a badass piece or whatever. But it was a fake one, man. Like, it, when he took it off one time, he had, like, the little gooey thing uh, behind it. The yeah. one that, it, like, it grabbed your teeth. Right, Bruh. right. Since then, it, it was never the same. Yeah. I got oh, the yeah. answers eyes, you got the answers It fall. was never the same. <laughs> Bro, I'll tell you one thing. I remember <laughs> going to, uh, <laughs> I remember going to Sharpstown Mall when, I was, when I was first yeah, going over there, and I'll never forget that I saw, um, I went to a section that they had grills, but they had used grills for sale. And I was just like, yeah. I'm like how the fuck do you buy a used grill? Like, <laughs> so you like melted like gold? Like the molds is done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like who's going to come I, over here? It's because what it was, because they weren't even selling them at the corner stores for a while. The ones that just fold and shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, the buck-ass teeth. Like, yeah, like, basically like that. Everywhere. They had fake grills. Well, well, I mean, oh, no, like fidget like, spinners, you know, they have them everywhere. Oh, the fidget, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, exactly. yeah. That's how it was with the grills. They had them oh, yeah. everywhere, bro. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy like, how those spinners. I never rocked the grill, though. I'll tell you that right now. I grew up in Cali, bro. Like, the mentality during the years that I grew up there, um, you had to kind of, like, stick to your ethnicity. That's how it was very segregated, bro. Everybody was cool with each other, but nobody acted like Okay. You see like, I, and nobody acted like, "Hey, I like that." Like, like we didn't use we didn't use the n word, like, as, and I don't mean like the 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 racist n word. I mean okay, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the the homie n word. Talk about nigga, by the yeah. way. <laughs> I can say nigga, nigga, nigga. Like, like <laughs> my ninja. You know what I mean? I just I gotta say my ninja. I don't even say I don't even feel good like saying that. Now. Yeah, but yeah. it's so common here in Texas yeah. and in Northern Cal too. So when I lived in Northern Cal, I got a taste of that. Like, Hispanics or, or Asian, no matter where you were, yeah. who you were, um, you would use the, like, what's up, my ninja. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about. You just yeah. said the word. I don't even feel comfortable saying that because in the, <laughs> in the years that I grew up with, yeah. that, that was fighting words, bro. Like, you know what I mean? You're not the only one. I mean, when I first met him, I think I, I was trying to say something because we used to work together. Yeah. I was trying to say something about the you black community. Black. I didn't want to say black. Yeah. But I was like uh, African-American. Yeah. Well, he was like, bro, don't ever do that again. Ever because he tried to, it was, it was, I could tell. I was, was trying to be trying, respectful. You were trying respectful, to be boy, which I always appreciate. Yeah, because my thing was, uh, at least for me, you I can't, wanna, yeah. I can't speak for everybody. For me, I don't care about words, right? At the end of the day, my my consequences. I'll, I tell everybody this way. I'm like, because you know, especially you see online when people are like, well, why can't we say it? I'll be like, okay, I'll give you a deal. I'll, I'll make you a deal. You can say whatever the fuck you want, but you know, you gotta be okay if there's consequences. Because just because you say nigga around me, yeah. and I don't do nothing, don't mean that's gonna go around bro. some real I niggas, had, and you actually homies, do that. And all I had of a sudden, homies that like, work for problem, me at the you know? shop, right? That work here at the shop, 
and they use that word like they're Hispanic and I had homies that are black that also work here at the shop and that came up straight came up to me bro and be like yo like I don't like this fool saying that shit you know what I mean my clients are complaining about it because they had old school yeah of course yeah, yeah, yeah. they were complaining about it and yeah. I understood it bro I was like yo like don't say that shit yeah. here you know what I mean because it's just it was uh, growing up for me like like, we couldn't say that, bro. Yeah, yeah. and all homies will punk y'all like, yo, why you why you acting like yeah. that? Why you true? Yeah. I, I mean, and, and when I moved here to uh, to Texas, I realized that for here it was a real common word. Oh yeah. oh yeah, said it. And nowadays it's common, and no matter what ethnicity it is, it's like saying homie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody's everybody uses it. You know what I mean? But back in the day, you know, we weren't. I stuck with a word that just doesn't give. Me, I just say bro. Bro. <laughs> yeah. hey, like so, said, bro. I'm cool with it, man. At yeah. the end of the day, you know. But like you said, it don't mean that with you. I'm gonna go somewhere else and then exactly. get shot yeah. up for no reason. That's, but that was, and then I'm gonna be like Jamal said it was okay. Who yeah. the fuck is Jamal? <laughs> you ain't gonna be there. Tell so, Jamal, Jamal that's 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 right, 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 right. right. Oh, it ain't, it ain't no like, and it's honestly, man, it's sad to say, bro. But I mean, it ain't, it ain't nothing to do with racist. You know, being racist. But although that nowadays it's crazy that we still have that you know what i mean there's still racist people out there and it's, it sucks because all of us obviously we're minority you know we're yeah. considered the minority like hispanics yeah um you know black no matter what you are we're all considered minority you know what i mean but like we go through like we gone through some shit you know what i mean yeah we got through it we we've been on welfare not because we wanted to we grew up on that you know yeah. what i mean I didn't want to eat kicks. I want to eat. I want to eat uh, some Lucky Charms. <laughs> oh, you, know you, know you get the I bag. Eat, you get the big bag. That big old bag that looks like dog food. Yeah, the one. Yeah, that, the one that's cinnamon toast crunch. It's like yeah. it's like uh, sugar squares. And you're like, oh, yeah. I got some sugar that's squares. That's what I wanted. You know what I mean? That's what we grew up in, though. Like, yeah. That's what we were raised on. Yeah. You know what I mean? We had no choice. You know what I'm saying? And it's just. Hey, but it, it, it's crazy to see that it's still you know racism out there and shit. Yeah, speaking it's of real though. It's real. You know what I'm saying? Especially like us Hispanics. Matter of fact, I just saw in the news that the other day, like they found a truck with like so many Im- illegal immigrants. No, I heard about it. Like, Damn, I think right. was like eight dead Good and shit. Dead. They were another hospital. Kids yeah. so it was sad to see that. You know what I mean? But so you know, we have it bad, bro. We have it bad. You know what I mean? I don't think some people don't realize how bad we got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're very big on uh, vocal about being Latino and stuff like that. How do you yeah. feel about where we, the Latino culture is right now? In the United uh, States I feel like We're starting to get You know We're starting to make A little more noise I feel now After the whole Donald Trump thing You know what I mean um, I don't really like To talk about politics Because I know it, it doesn't end up well um, But um, I feel like I, I, More Mexi- more Latinos Or Mexicans are They're starting to Like be more uh, show Showing more Of their culture You know We have like um, What's gonna call it I don't know If you heard of King Lil G Rapper King Lil G He's mm-hmm. in LA Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he's starting to you know he's the new uh, one of the new rappers now and one of the new ones as far as Chicano rap mm-hmm. and, and uh, but he don't really rap a lot in Spanish so that's why I think he's blowing up mm-hmm. but he talks a lot about you know being Mexican American there's a lot of um, Mexican American artists that also speak English and they sing Spanish music and they also a lot like pushing it you know what I mean? yeah, yeah 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 I feel like there's more people now like representing. Because I always felt that in Cali. In Cali, if you're Hispanic, you know what I mean, or if you're black or whatever it is, like everybody was so proud of being that. You know what I'm saying? And everybody respect each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yo, you, you represent. And it's not about like, oh, because we make jokes about it. You seen that one comedy video where it's like, represent, hey? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but at the end of the day, it is representing though. Yeah. Bro. You're representing your people. You know, you represent who you are. You can look at yourself in the mirror and know who you are. I feel like there's a lot of people out there that don't know like who they are. You know what I mean? I seen, I, I experienced that here in Texas where like I saw Hispanics 
that would talk down on Hispanics that just moved from Mexico. They would call that, yeah. They would use the word mojado a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or wetback. And and they were Hispanic, bro. They were darker than what I was, browner, you know what I mean? Um, they looked like they just came from the jungle in Mexico and shit. When you know what mean? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> they got the cactus in the And they would basically be calling another yeah, dude right back in Mojave. And and to that me sucks. that was like, what? Like I didn't I didn't understand it, bro. I didn't understand it. And I would um I actually got it. I got in a few fights for that, for hearing other people say it. They weren't even saying telling me, but I got in a fight because I got so offended that they told somebody else that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, it's like you seeing another black person calling somebody, you know, the N-word and shit. Yeah. And you're like, the fuck? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, nah. You know, that's the one thing I always noticed because um, you mean speaking of which, at least on our end, we always had like a weird thing with Africans for a while where Africans were, would look at us like that's we, crazy. Were, uh, we were weird we're mixed breed. We're yeah. not pure. We're not authentic. Right, right, right. You know, I was talking to them a little bit about it in the car, but you know, it's like a lot of African Americans here in this country are not pure African because you've had at one point your slave. Yeah, master yeah. I mean, of course, it down. So I'm, there's none of us are family. pure, bro. None yes, of us. I was always fascinated because I was like, man, I wonder if that happens to other people. And then I'd hear, you know, these guys were schooling me, like, actually, man, and I'd see it too. And I think especially, and I know you don't want to talk about politics, especially with this Trump thing that happened. For me personally, from the outside, I was always just, I was tripped out because I was like, man, I was like, but, but bro, aren't you, aren't you Latino, aren't you Latino? Like, how are you going to diss these people? How are you so strong about Like supporting opinions? this person, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like. That's talking that's talk down, yeah. I always yeah. kind of tripped me out because I was like, man, like, but, but at the end of the day, I was like, if he sees you, you're nothing more than what. You were comparing these other people, you know, yourself right. to, you know, other people. I feel like I speak some people were just being supportive with him, I think, because of the whole, like, what he wanted to do and all that. But at the end of the day, bro, like, I feel like we shouldn't even have borders and shit, you know? Yeah. I feel like everybody, I don't know. I, it, it's tough because... just borders itself creates animosity between people yeah, already. Just exactly. knowing there's a border, it already in the back of your mind, you're thinking something, there's a difference. There's an elitist... Um, group that gets formed like that right because right. like hey this is my territory yeah. right. it's like you go in a neighborhood that's gated they're not gonna just want motherfuckers going into that place where it's right. gated you know so same with the border all of a sudden it's like who are these people right. where are they coming from because I always At was questioning like why is it when they talk about the wall I was always like well what about Canada Right, you know what I'm saying. I was like, at the end of the day, though, what we just want is to have a good country. You know what I mean? That's gonna be better for our kids because I mean, we're gonna get old, and who's gonna be left out, like behind? You know, what I mean? it's gonna be our kids that gonna have to deal with whatever's coming. You know what I mean? So we just we gotta like quit all this, you know what I mean? Racism stuff because at the end of the day, we're all mixed, bro. Mexicans like myself, like we're my last name is, is from Ireland. I'm my dad had blue eyes, white as hell. Yeah. But he was from Mexico, from Sinaloa. You know what I mean? Like, but somehow, you know, we're all like mixed, bro. Like with with natives and shit. You know? Yeah, we're all. Yeah, yeah we all come we're from all one mixed. continent. If you believe we're human, you know, like exactly. talk about you so know, the, the, the cradle like, civilization. Africa. Whoever whoever is still dealing with racism issues, they just have a small mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. By the end of the day, I have uh, one more question. This one I'm gonna let Kerr because I know he's uh, the one we talked about. You wanted to ask him about he met one of your favorite. Oh. oh, okay, yeah, cool, cool. You haven't talked. This is his segment. This is we got to stand way back. Yeah. How was it when, when you met Gabriel Iglesias? I'm a big fan of Gabriel. Uh, Gabe, uh, yeah, he's good people. Uh, Gabe is, is my homie, man. Uh, real, real humble person. He's also Hispanic. 
Yeah, he has a similar background like us. <laughs> He's from Long Beach, California. He was actually born in San Diego. Um, and uh, I met him because he had shared some of my artwork on uh, on his page on social media. When I started getting shared by celebrities, he was one of the celebrities that shared my, my artwork. And I remember I've, I've done a lot of appearances here on local morning shows in San Antonio. And I was... Uh, I was invited to a show, a morning show, and, and I was doing my my segment or whatever, doing some haircuts, portraits of the Spurs. And I remember them saying, right before they go on commercial, they were like, "Yeah, tomorrow we're gonna have Gabriel Iglesias here and on the, in our studio, whatever." So then I was like, "Oh shoot!" Like this homie, like he's familiar with who I am because he's sharing my stuff, he's commented and he's like sharing my yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I talked to the producer that invited me to the show, and I was like, "Hey." Uh, I heard that I heard you, uh, Gabriel Iglesias is coming. Like, is there any way that um, I could come through tomorrow? Because I would like to give him an actual picture of a portrait I did of him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? On a haircut. And um, she was like, "Yeah, like, of course you can come in, but it would only have to be you. Like, you can't bring nobody else." And I was like, "Done. Like, you don't have to worry about that." So I showed up. I showed up in the morning, right? And here he comes with his, you know, with his um, entourage. And, uh, and you in. by yourself. <laughs> I was. I, Him I and was his little boy, the big time. I was actually by myself, you know. And uh, he, uh, I remember he walks in, he sees me, whatever he walks in. Obviously, I'm. Then he's working, you know. what I mean, he's gonna show up. He was gonna be there to do his segment. He's meeting everybody. Everybody's giving him hugs and everything. And uh, and then the producer was like, "Hey, um, I don't know if you heard of Rob the Original, but Rob the Original's here in the back. He came. He wanted to meet you or whatever, you know." So then he looks at me and he's like, oh, shit, that's why you look familiar. He's like, he's over here. So I, I try to shake his hand and he's like, nah, man, give me a hug. I'm a hugger. And then he's like, he just tells me, like, man, I love your Cheech and Chong haircut you did. And I love this other one. Like, he had been seeing my stuff, obviously. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he was complimenting my work and stuff. And I was like, man, I appreciate it. So then he told me, he's like, man, I'm going to be in uh, Laredo tomorrow. He's like, but after that, I'm going to come back to San Antonio. And he's like, and I'm going to have a show here in San Antonio. He's like, what, you think you cut my hair? And I was like, shit, yeah, I'm down. I got my clippers with me right now. And he was like, I'll do it right now. Right? He was like, you ever do it like, right now and shit? And he's like, nah, man. He's like, when I come back, I want to have it fresh for the show. So sure enough, you know, I came to, um, I went to the AT&T Center because he had a show there, a big show. And I remember I was cutting up in the locker rooms. And when I was cutting them up, he was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to have my, my red carpet event for my movie release in two weeks like dude i'll fly you in and and you and your family or whatever and so i was like shit i'm down we he took us to go meet jay leno we saw his garage yeah like, and you did something for for jay, jay right leno too. Yeah, yeah i did one for jay an art piece for jay leno because it was, all, it was all his idea you know what i'm saying so he's that that humble you know what i'm saying like Damn, he, that's dope, he's dude. actually like yo we're going over there you should do something for jay leno like he paid for like everything like my hotel flights and, and he uh he basically like he, he bought me the supplies to do a gift for Jay Leno. You know what I mean? That's dope, so man. He took yeah. care of everything, you know what I mean? <laughs> for Jay Leno. So Jay Leno loved it. He hung it in his, in his office and everything. So, you know, it's cool. Yeah, when I first saw him, it was for my birthday. Oh, yeah? So I was like, man, I'm going to go to the show. I'm like, man, I don't care how much it's going to be. I'm going to be in the front row. But by the time I got to buy the tickets, they were sold out. 
Yeah. So I got the third row. So I was I was close to him. You're still close. I was still close. Man. You know what? Um, actually, uh, he's gonna be. He's really cool, man. He's good people. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna be here in December. He has a show in San Antonio. Maybe you should stop by because I'm most likely I'm gonna cut his hair. Yeah. You know okay. I mean, so hang out here for the weekend or that whatever that those yeah. dates are. And oh, for you sure. come you come by the shop, bro. And yeah. You come by over here. He's cool. I went. You get to meet him in person. <laughs> that girl. I'll tell you'll probably cr- I think you'll. Cr- I think you'll. Probably cr- <laughs> 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 you'll probably get part. excited. But I'm gonna keep talking. <laughs> Cause, cause I could have sworn with that eye contact to my. <laughs> <laughs> I told that girl. That's the girl I right there. I date. I like. You saw that? He saw me. <laughs> I know we did eye contact. That's <laughs> crazy, like, bro. Man, I'm telling you, I'm the fattest you know, person here. I'm the. That's crazy, thing. right? You know what's crazy, bro? Is like, even me, dog. Like I experience a little bit of what a celebrity is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And what I what I mean by that is I've been to countries like Brazil that when I show up. People are lining up to see me, to take pictures with me, to get autographs. My wife's gotten to see that too as well. She's, she's experienced that with me. But it, it's super dope, bro. Like how I get more support in other countries than I do in the U.S. Yeah. It's crazy, but it's it's like that. But um, with like I, I met people, and if I see them next year, or whatever, I don't know who the hell he was. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's so many people you're meeting at yeah. once. So mm-hmm. now I get it. Like if they see you and then they see you again, and they might not recognize you. You really got to make an impact for them yeah. to remember, remember yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? And even then, after a show. I was going to say, note to self, now do something crazy. You should have like, took your shirt off or something. <laughs> like, like, yeah. How did it feel when that first happened? Like, a fir- the first fan came up to you? The first fan? Like, uh, what was that feeling? It, it was it was good, bro. It was a good feeling. Um, I, uh, I've noticed that some people will get nervous around yeah. me. And I what I, I like to do is I like to compliment something uh, that they have like I'll pay attention to the gear and they have some nice kicks I'm like man those are fresh kicks you know what yeah. I mean I like the hat I don't make it up you know if, if yeah. I if I think it's cool like I'll top it up so if the shit's wacky just like hey uh, you got a nice smile <laughs> nah I would like ask them like so how's, how's the show how are you enjoying the show you know yeah, like yeah. if they're at a show or whatever and I'll chop it up with them I'll be like man I'm hungry and shit I, I don't know where's, where's some tacos around here just try to like make yeah. them laugh a little bit yeah. so they can feel more comfortable yeah, you know because I, I've been there myself where I met celebrities and you're just like, oh shit, you don't know what to say, bro. Yeah. You're like, fuck, am I gonna fuck this shit up? You know, like, yeah. you don't know. Like, and that's just, a, that's a celebrity, but imagine just meeting somebody new. You get what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you just, when you meet somebody new, you don't wanna, it's weird opening up. Some people feel weird talking. You get what right, I mean? Right, exactly. So, so just imagine meeting a celebrity, you probably, like, my, my friend here will probably yeah. be like, no, it's yeah. not. Nah, and, and for me, it's been easier Star now. Star. Like, now when I meet celebrities, to me, like, I don't, I, it's just meeting a person. And then I was like, oh, sure, I re- obviously I recognize their face and stuff, but I don't get it. It's, it's, it's just, I've become normal now, you know what I mean, to meet somebody. Would there be somebody, though, that you still may say, oh, man, I might get starstruck if I ever cross yeah. him <laughs> or her? Oh, you know, he is still alive. I mean, I'm just saying, bro. Yeah. He's in Cuba. Theory, you know? He's in Cuba. <laughs> He's in Cuba. I saw him the other week at the poker, you know, playing That's poker. You know, saying, saying, He's in Cuba, bro. Nah, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> But, but is there anybody out there that, you I know, mean, I'm yeah. sure there is. I mean, there's this people that are just, it's crazy because fame, it makes people, like, see, like, somebody, like, they're just, like, a god or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody can be so famous, and if you're, like, a big-time fan, you're going to be, like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? You don't know how to act around them and shit. I mean, it, I don't know. It's If I probably saw Jordan, I'd probably flip out. Like, what the fuck? That's Jordan, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess it's just whoever's relevant. I mean, if I saw Kanye West too, I'd probably like trip out. But I mean, it's just I don't know. I don't know. I haven't 
I don't know who I would like feel like that. I guess it would have to happen for me to like know. Oh, okay. For me, it would you probably I mean? be like Los Tigres del Norte and probably, uh, <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not, uh, well, uh, Julio Iglesias, Enrique Iglesias. Then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because it, it, oh, you grew up with that too? Yeah, like, so he, yeah, yeah, my dad actually, big. Yeah. And Marc Antonio, Marc Antonio Solis. Oh, you yeah. would be kind of like, because it's because they're long time, cele- bro, they've been celebrities. These people have been celebrities since before we were born, bro. But <laughs> Okay, that's the one I tried. That's one of the hardest songs to do. Yes, it is. Yeah. My, my, dude, my dude messed up when he tried to do international play his anthem. Oh, UK yeah. And Outcast, he was trying to rap. That. I was I drunk. Up, he's like, Jamal, save me. I was like, I got you, I was bro. drunk. Push him out the way. Don't do it. Like, I, became a, I became a hype man after that. I was like, yeah. H-Town or whatever. We were in Cali. And yeah. We were in LA, right? We were yeah. in LA. And then, yeah, that was a fun experience. But, yeah, I, I, I'm not good with lyrics. I just... I just go with the rhythm, you know? Yeah, I can hum. Yeah. <laughs> I'll whistle it, right? Um, what's next for you, Rob? Um, well, I would really like to open a, a barber college to uh, start doing education here in town instead of just always traveling, you know? Um, but um, Is that a hard thing to do, to open a college? Um, no, it shouldn't be. It just needs a lot of, it's a lot of time dedicated into it. You know what I mean? Um, right now I travel too much. My schedule's full for the year. Um, I, I've been, I actually leave tomorrow morning actually. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so I, I haven't even packed. I haven't even gotten a haircut. So, you know, I, I have a lot to do. Well, as soon as we leave here, <laughs> we're supposed to watch uh, the Jenny Rivera novela. I think we're probably already done past that time for that. Yeah. We're, we're not going to make it. Is it? <laughs> That's a good one. Are we leaving or what? My fiance is watching it. Um, Bro, it's a dope novella. Yeah, it. and today she was on. On one of the best things is when she admits that the, I, I was trying to say that she's hot because she was on a show, but she looked just oh my gosh. But she was like, she's pretty. You could say it. I was like, like yes. she is. She's hot. I we both agreed. You. I was like, <laughs> and but the novella's dope. She's doing a great job. I hadn't seen novelas since since I was a kid, right? But um, now with my wife, I started watching it, so I feel like a parent. Now. La Reina del Sur is good. You haven't, yeah. you haven't seen La Reina del Sur? I got that queued up, man. Good. I'm, I got that queued up. I'm slowly trying to get myself into it, so I'm working myself for like Queen of the South, and I'm going to go down to. Yeah. Wait, the Spanish version or the English No, no, that's what it was based on, right? The English one was based on. The English so I was watching the English one, and I was like, okay, now I need to watch the Spanish one. The Spanish one has Spanish a little one more is of a novella. I saw I like how they started know, doing like the you know how they did narcos and stuff? Like yeah. Narcos yeah. is good. Yeah, so it's like all those like I, I like the fact that they're starting to make Did you guys like, see Chapel? Yeah, I haven't I seen started that. watching it but I didn't finish watching it. Yeah. Thank you. You need to go I have uh, so many things. I, I started with the Señor de los Cielos too, but I, yeah. El Señor de los Cielos just took off like onto another. Too much. Yeah, yeah, too much. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. Too much. You ever seen Amigas and I guess, <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, he's on. He's so on it too. Stuff. I didn't even know it. Let him watch a little bit. Okay, cool. Not all the episodes. He had to cover his eyes in certain scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Some parts to yell at the kids, "Get out of here!" Like, don't this. look. 
Well, Rob, I want to thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Um, it was worth for me coming in meeting you. You're really humble. Um, Thanks, actually, I feel honored to have interviewed you. Thank it's you. dope. It. Um, and I really have to emphasize how humble you are. It's important. Thanks, and it's big. Hey, and may God bless y'all as a family and y'all keep yeah, doing what y'all doing. And we're still here working every day, you know, trying to like provide. That's what we do. We didn't t- touch on so much of your, your art, man, because even like we saw, you know, the Super Mario, you know, I'm a big geek. And he showed me that actually <laughs> Super Mario with the clothes yeah. but just I thought what was so cool was, bro, you know, got, like you said you're an artist I got stories for days bro <laughs> I think it's gonna have to be like a I got a stories series. for days yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we like a Joe to. Dirt thing right and he just take <laughs> all like, <laughs> 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 we were actually watching that movie last night man I haven't seen that <laughs> but you know Joe Dirt start interviewing him and next thing you know it's like a whole life of him it's just, bro I, I, I remember catching out on Comedy Central like at night all the time at one point. I was like yo Joe Dirt's out I had to sit there and watch it that's just hilarious bro but uh, thank you again. I really appreciate it. Nothing but love from Boys in the Barrio in Houston. We appreciate everything you do. Thank, um, you, thank you for the hospitality, too. Yeah. Uh, honestly. And I wish I would have had tacos for you guys, man, but I'm like, uh, I'm in a rush. Hey. No, you're good. <laughs> yeah, we got to novela. Hey, I'll do what y'all do. Thank you again. Yeah. Peace to everybody. Oh, actually, where people can find you, your plugs. Of course. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can always follow me on Instagram. That's what, usually where I post the most is uh, Rob the Original. Uh, my my website is www.robtheoriginal.com. And, all, you know, it's everything's Rob the Original. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I really don't use Twitter, so probably, you probably shouldn't follow me there. <laughs> I don't use Twitter either. But hey, Snapchat, no. you know what I mean? Snapchat and all that. So, yeah, Rob the Original. Yeah. Appreciate it. And we're located in San Antonio. I have two locations, two barbershops. If you guys like to get haircuts, you're in the area, come check us out. I got dope barbers here that um, are really, really dope. When I say they're dope, they're dope. Cool. Yeah, yeah same with us, man. You know, hit us on the gram, you know, boys of the body, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, show love to Rob, man. We appreciate him coming through. We appreciate I the camera through with as well, you yeah. know. So. Right. Yeah, you kind of forget after a while, right? Thank like, you. Thank like, you like, for the camera. Like, for the yeah, camera. Holding the no. camera, right. 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 Hit, hit the quick pose. Eyes. I guess Thank we don't even you. know what we're doing. Hey. We just kind of throwing H's and stuff. Like okay, check, check out my new mix on SoundCloud called oh, yeah, Spanish Trap. Spanish Trap. Every promo. There you go. Thank you. Peace. Peace. Later.